Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Kondo with a Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Mister Mister Ben Errington and Mister Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, everybody! The whole gang back together again after a couple of weeks off. Whole gang back together. I don't know if you if you heard last week, Luke, but I absolutely butchered the intro to such a point where like first of all i introduced the guests then then i went oh wait no i'm andy and i didn't even introduce myself to the very end the whole i was, I was all backwards all skew with you didn't you. introduce yourself people could have thought it was me on there they'd be like where's ben exactly where's ben is he all right and then they would have sent an email saying hope he's okay we got it all sorted uh, eventually though. luke luke you're sounding absolutely great and your your banter and insight <laughs> is on point this week let, let me just tell you that that's when they became suspicious hang on a second <laughs> hang on a minute <laughs> there's no way um uh, how yeah. has it been this past couple of weeks you guys Probably better, smoother, I imagine. No, frightfully sad. Like we've had, we've had, we've had, we've had good times. You've had good laughs talking about lovely, lovely films. About me, but, but there's a but here. Um, but it's all cold comfort in comparison to the hollow sadness we felt while you've not been here, Luke. So we're glad you're back. That's a great answer. Yeah, you couldn't, have, you couldn't have asked for more from that answer. Yeah. There's that a sounds the Luke way shape, a Luke shaped hole that no no amount of Liam's can fill, sadly. No, even <laughs> two you, Liam, you did try, two yeah. <laughs> two Liam's can fill most of Luke's hole. Three but... Liam's would have done it. Yeah. Three Liam's would have been absolutely perfect. Two and a half uh, would have filled it. Um, just in case anyone's tuned into this episode and they're thinking, bloody hell, three men talking about uh vagina. De- Dentata, can you say it? Uh, we did have uh, a woman joining us, uh, but she has pulled out fairly close to recording. So, oh, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. this is it. Just in case you think that we just went, yeah, free blokes talking about this. We'll have all the insight you need. Uh, if you if you are uh, a woman and you would like to give us some insight into some of these themes then of course please let us know and we will help on the socials it's too late to jump in the recording now you won't hear it until after we finished it difficult if i could if i could deal with the linear nature of time and manipulate it in that way 
I promise you I'll be doing greater things than than just sorting out a podcast recording schedule with it. But for now, <laughs> send send through any insights that you've got. Put them on the socials with us. We'll we'll talk about yeah. it live. Yeah, sadly, our female guest unable to make it at the, at the last moment, which is a shame. She'd have had excellent insights, but we will do our very best. We'll do our best, as yeah. as we always do. We always do our best, which is the, the least you can expect from us. Uh, yeah. Have we got any news this week? Um, well, oh! I guess a little bit of news. Obviously, uh, sorry, uh, I today... just realised it. <laughs> oh, gone. <laughs> Luke muted himself to sneeze, but for some reason, I filled in the filled in the black the black <laughs> of it. <laughs> a chew. <laughs> a chew. Well, I should have even muted just... myself. I thought you were just so surprised that I had some news that you were gasping. (laughs) Um, Well, we've talked about it on a separate recording, but there's there's a woman Halloween ends trailer in there. Yeah. So uh, if you listen to this episode, we we should have also around about the time this episode released, also released an early access video on our Patreon page of us reacting to the Halloween ends um, trailer. It will be available on all all other platforms as well very soon. But uh, it's only like a minute. And a bit long, the trailer is not our reaction. Too um, outrageous. Uh, it's only like a minute and a bit long, and it looks pretty, you know, standard Halloween fair. It's not um, no musical numbers, as you mentioned, no multiverse crossovers, uh, no, no Michael Myers saying his first word. Which what what would his first word be? Kill, kill. I mean, he said loads of words before he was ten. That's true. Before we well, did any murders. We don't know. We don't know that, do we? We just saw his Rob Z- in the POV. Rob Zombie one. He did. Oh, did he? What did he say? All right. Loads of stuff. Yeah, loads of stuff. Oh, I don't want to be locked up in this place with what's his name from Clockwork Orange being my doctor, <laughs> Doctor Loomis. What is his name? Malcolm McDowell. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. going on. Oh, LA mom slash Sherry Moon Zombie. I love white asses. That was all he's gone about. Yeah, and he heard, I live in an horrible. Um, ridiculously over-the-top caricature version of uh, Deep South Trash Family. <laughs> Deep South Trash Family. Uh, and it's really nice. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen for me in the future. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's, yeah, what so mostly, evil, that's what you mostly goes on about. Evil dies tonight. Apparently, yeah, four years after Halloween kills, Michael Myers is back. Laurie Strode is like, I'm going to take it to you. There's a, that's a slobber knocker, if you like. Those two yeah. going toe to toe, as usual. So um, Stone Cold and Booker T fighting in a supermarket. That's what it is in the trailer. <laughs> it's just like that. But both of them are what? 70? Both of them in their 70s, Seven. yeah. Both of them are in their 70s. So, you know, you can hear the creaky bones and joints. I mean, if I'm getting into a sort of physical dispute like this, I mean, my bones would creak, I'm sure. But these guys, twice my age. And Nothing they're... but cod liver oil. All this, all these years, <laughs> every meal, big spoonful of it. <laughs> Yum. Uh, yeah, so there's that. And there's also a trailer for the Munsters, Rob Zombie's Munsters. That's not gone well. down very well, has it? What did you guys think of it? I just thought um, it looks like a fan made thing someone's banged up on YouTube. Um, and it's like, what, 40 million it costs to make it? And I think did you it? had a great point, Andy. Where it's just not funny. Like, yeah. like, like I think the thing to remember is that comedy's hard, right? Like comedy's really, really difficult. It's not just 
do a thing and be a bit silly and it'll be a comedy like comedians spend as much time as anyone trying to write really good material and the timing is more important than anything Hmm. and off the back of this i know a few people have posted it posted the trailer for a 1960s monsters movie you know what not to shuttle over someone's work before it's come out funnier looks that that's actually looks like quite entertaining and quite sweet Hmm. Well, I mean, Rob. I mean, you might be fans of the original, but Rob Zombie is obviously not a comedy filmmaker. Um, he's a, he's a very genre filmmaker, and he's got a very specific style. So he's really stepping out of his comfort zone. Even though, of course, Sherry Zombie is. Are we still uh, waiting in... for like a bit of a sidestep where it gets super brutal or gruesome? I mean, I don't know. I was kind of half of half expecting a sidestep, but you think you would have seen it in the first trailer? I think it's yeah. it's coming to Netflix though, right? Yes, I think that also whatever streaming service. I think Netflix is just out day and date, right? Yeah, Mm. yeah, I think that's correct. Um, so obviously it's gonna, I think it's it's gonna have a big audience. I think that's if if they release it in theaters, maybe not so much. Um, but yeah, I I mean I'll I'll watch it and I'll. But yeah, the trailer I was a bit like forty million though. Not to cast any dispersions, dispersions on anyone's characters. We've seen the Moon family get yeah. new, uh, the zombie family get new cars or anything like that recently. Maybe wasted some of this money turning it yeah. away. So <laughs> in a brand new drag racing car, singing Dragula, made of gold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it must have been on a lot of the props though, because they re- they built the house, didn't they? Or they built yeah. like it looks, it some looks... obviously. It, and... The thing is that yeah, the 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 set design, production design does look like it costs a fair bit of money. Uh, but I think the the like, shoddiness, the shonkiness is coming from like, I mean, it's only a trailer, so who knows? But from the the writing and the performances and and, and the way it's edited together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it could. Uh, let's face it, we we do this, so we're gonna <laughs> have to. We do that. We do this, so we're gonna have to watch it, so we can comment on it, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's not, it's not one of those things. <laughs> at least, yeah, at least ten minutes, so we can establish what uh, what the deal is. I'm not going to turn around and go look shit. Not going to watch it. I'm not about that life, so I will. But, Didn't you say um, that about Resident Evil, the TV show? Oh, we'll come to that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Talk about Halloween. Talk about a slobber knocker. Yeah, but got one even brewing for you. But even if, but even if I even if I said it looked shit, like I still watched it. Well, I've seen three episodes, but you know. It's Budge one of those match. things. Grudge match. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to that. Um, so another trailer, Orphan, First Kill, um, oh, yeah. the Orphan prequel. That is also being released fairly soon um, on, on streaming services. That is August 19th. So we are going to do another episode on that, I guess, next month. Um, mm-hmm. A follow-up to the original, which we did not all that long ago. Um, and Lucy yeah. did, in fact, contact me and say, can I come back to talk about... That's not even her accent. I, wouldn't... <laughs> I wasn't trying to do an accent. I don't know why I did an accent. I like how um, yeah, halfway through when she reveals her true age, she shouts, it's orphan time. And then... <laughs> it's orphan time. <laughs> and I mean, it seems to grow. As a prequel... That transformation bit was she's... good. I know that... <laughs> I know that they've like de-aged her in some ways, but I mean, at the same time, she doesn't look like a kid. In the original, obviously, most people watching it just took her at face value as a kid. This time, she looks 
you know, just like a small. Adult. I would like to get some home movies of me when I was ten years old or something, and then try and recreate <laughs> them with me now to see if I could fool anyone into thinking, "Oh, Luke looks, Luke looks uh, strange." And then you suck a punch him. It's all me time. as a kid. It's all Yeah. <laughs> From this trailer, though, I almost feel like it feels very similar to to, to the original in terms of like. Here's how this one will be the twist. At the end, she goes, I'm actually a 45-year-old lady. And the dad who she's trying to uh, kill or hump, either or, he goes, well, I'm actually a 10-year-old boy. And he shrinks and gets really small. <laughs> oh, big. He turns into like baby Tom Hanks. Like, like yeah, I've been big. Zoltan machine got me. Yeah, and then she <laughs> takes him home and looks after him. Oh, she's <laughs> been forced into parenthood. Yeah. But again, an- another movie where you're like, well, obviously... She's obviously not going to die, and she's not going to see the error of her ways as mm. a prequel. So you know, what 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 fun is there to be had? Again, oh, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll find out when it's orphan time anytime soon, pretty soon next month. It's orphan time. Um, and then the last piece of news is that Samara Weaving has joined the cast of Scream Six. I think wasn't she? I thought she was like rumored was, to join the cast of Scream 5. She was 5, meant to be in Scream 5 but then she was busy so she couldn't do it so she's here now. Mm. She can't say she's busy again because they'll be like is it me? Is it us? The filmmakers that, that, that is it you me, don't us? like? Is it Scream? Is it like? Scream? Maybe, maybe I, I also saw I also also saw like a video on Twitter which was apparently near, um, I almost said Naomi Campbell Neve Campbell's husband who was like on the set, possibly, Steve, or like somewhere. Steve Campbell. Steve, Steve Campbell. <laughs> uh, Sol Campbell. Uh, uh, and it's you see the back of like a chair and it looks like it reveals a title and it looks like it's a scream and then like Roman numerals for two. Which Scream two. Scream two, but Roman numerals rather than the number. How do you feel about that? Sure. I mean, I mean you've got it's, to be it's fine. It's, it's fine for written not down, but What will happen when you say it out loud? Scream at yeah. I, I. And like you know, you go to the cinema. Can I have two tickets for Scream Two, please? And I'm, I'm afraid not, sir. That film came out in 1990, 1997 or something. You can't have tickets <laughs> for that. It's not screening right now. I mean, Scream Roman, <laughs> I mean, Scream Roman numerals too, please, if you don't mind. And they'll go, oh, now that's properly. Yes, now that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have a can I have a ticket for Spider Man, please? Don't you mean the amazing Spider Man? We ain't got a ticket for Spider Man. Sorry, he's amazing this time. Yeah, yeah that sort of condescending. <laughs> oh, yeah, to the new ones. Have you got a ticket for Spider Man? And they just look at you until you finish. Cold and no way home. Yes, correct. <laughs> yes, you're cold correct. Yeah. and no way home. Not the two thousand and two movie. <laughs> cold and no way home. Uh, yeah, so I mean that is that is that in terms of horror news. Absolutely loads to get our teeth into. Sometimes, some weeks, I really got to scrape the bottom of the barrel to but find which teeth should we use when we uh, get our teeth into them. Just uh, your, just your, just your jaw regular ones. teeth, <laughs> regular old jaw teeth, regular old gnashes. What's your favourite uh, word for teeth? Gnashes, pegs, peggies. Could clean my pegs. Peggies. Could clean the pegs. Tuffy pegs, um, pearly whites, uh, the old ivories, <laughs> the old ivory, tinkling the ivories, your teeth, Ivory's not the piano. Good. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Milky Nashers. Did I say, say Nashers already? You said Nashers. Yeah. That must be your favourite. Keep bringing. Did it you up. say Milky Fingers? <laughs> the old chompers, the old nibblies. Oh yeah, fangs. 
Fang teeth. Okay, that's enough. I, I just prefer. I like cream teeth, biscuits. But... <laughs> <laughs> the old cream creamsters. I I just like teeth. T e e f. I teeth. like te- yeah. teeth. I think it. Comes I like out to like say teeth. that when I'm saying I'm going to brush my teeth in particular. Some people say DMT. My dad sometimes says toothbrush. Oh, people, that should be in prison, Luke. Sorry. Your dad should be in jail. <laughs> he, is in, he is in prison. For, for saying that. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's in prison right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else we got? What have we been watching? Shall we? Yeah, one of you go. I've got to close this door. <laughs> okay. Close um, the goddamn door. Uh, 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 well, yes. I said not, I've not watched a huge amount. I've watched. Uh, we've been watching lots of Buffy. We're near the end of season seven, so now we've nearly completed it. Um, it's very, very good. Uh, I think also all the stuff I didn't wasn't quite vibing with in the first season is all like mellowed out, like smoothed over by season three. Like the yeah. they get a lot. It gets really bloody. Special effects get really good. Storyline's great. Hell. I can you can. Just amazing characters. It's a really, really fun TV show. And Andy still hasn't seen it, right? No, still hasn't seen it. I mean, catching I think, up I on some stuff. I, I, I probably, it. I probably would. I'll tell you what I've been. I've gone even further back than Buffy. I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, and also, I've been doing a lot of uh, comic book reading. Have you guys heard of Hill House Comics? Hmm. Is that um, so? the the is it Joe Hill? Yeah, films that yeah. comics that he makes in his house. Uh, okay. Yeah, he had like a pop up imprint, imprint I think they call it at DC Comics called Hill House Comics, where it was like I think six different mini series of six issues each, uh, and they're all different. Um, I recognize some of these covers. Yeah, so he I think he wrote covers. the majority of them. Uh, Mike Carey did one. Um, um, I'm blanking on the others, but. Those are the different creators, and it's like basically like a kind of anthology thing. Um, and it's although not every story is is amazing, um, it really is. In the same way, I like love Death and Robots, so not every episode hits you right, but because there's just mm. so many and they're so varied, um, it's it is a really fun experience just blasting through all of them. I'm a big fan uh, of a horror anthology in particular, films, yeah. comics, whatever. And I'm some gonna, of some of them are great. Right, um, one, a basket full of heads. Which is the launch title, I guess, and it's Jerry Hill wrote that one. And in that story, it's kind of like uh, a woman is attacked while she's in like this little museum, accidentally grabs an axe, takes off a guy's head, and then finds that the axe, you know, the axe, um, it's like a Viking legend where you cut the head off a guy and they don't die; they just live on as, as the head. And she ends up cutting off this guy's Quite head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then she ends up getting a big collection of heads. It's got it's like a really fun, um, yeah. almost basket case kind okay. of. Okay. Are they vibe. angry that they're dead? Yeah. Ever so cross. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one that's really good is the Dollhouse family. Uh, although it ends a little bit, it's almost like it didn't have the space enough pages to end it. Uh, but the whole vibe, it starts off when you think, oh, it's just a creepy dollhouse in a in a family room. In a child's bedroom, that kind of story, but like there's there's so much stuff packed into it, so much creepiness, and uh, the girl starts going in, into the dollhouse. It turns out the doll the dollhouse itself is sentient in a creepy way. Yeah, really good. I really really enjoyed just like diving Bloody deep hell. into Hill House comics, and uh, yeah, yeah. That very much good. recommend. That does sound good. Um, you've also seen some Resi, right? I saw. 
one episode. I've not had a chance to see any more. Okay. Are we gonna? Are it's we my... gonna go? Are we gonna have this rumble oh. now? <laughs> or is well, it? We can... Is it brewing is for can... a longer thing? Or how yeah. do I keep well, this grudge match let's... going? cover it briefly because i've only seen three episodes well, so really and andy is going to watch it all andy <laughs> is in it. the best andy you're in the best possible place to discuss it as you know eight episodes is very different to three so i won't i won't cast judgment on it i mean i can tell you my opinion on it so far um but yeah you go you go first you give give me a little bit of a rundown how you're feeling about it um, Resident so Evil Netflix show. I I watched it. The reviews I'd say have been split. Critically, it seems to be doing quite well. I think IGN gave it a nine, nine out of ten out of a hundred. Um, I watched nine it. out of ten out of a hundred. I've watched it. I I've watched it. I've watched it like all now. I know. Have series. you? Have <laughs> yeah. you? All right. Uh, Stop going on about it. <laughs> plus, the, plus the whole series. Um, I really liked it. It's unusual and the things that i see people complaining about i've seen you know the opposite reaction has been from a lot of fans on the internet like pulling out particular lines like i think wesker says in an early episode about someone asked if there's going to be a quarantine because it's not like covid um there's one bit where one of the daughters has been a bit edgy and says i mostly just watch zootopia porn um so far yeah. So far yeah. in the first three episodes, I think there's been four mentions of porn in some way, way shape or form. Um, um, and, you know, I'm no prude and it's not that that's, that's bothering me. It's almost like it feels like a script moment to, to it kind yeah. of just take, takes me there out are, of. There are some lines that feel there are some lines that feel written. But I think by and large, going through the series, it managed to surprise me and make some really interesting choices as you go through watching these series you tend to get to a point where you can predict and i'm not going to spoil anything for you when you guys maybe eventually go on and see some more there are several moments when you think you know which way it's going to go and then it doesn't go that way it zags so many times when you think it's going to zig yeah um and the very fact that it has connected itself loosely to the series, um, the Wesker character, they do some really interesting things with it. I really like what they're doing with some of the other characters. It seems an interesting way to approach this series without just rehashing the, the events of the film, without having actors that you might be disappointed in being, you know, all of your favourite characters from Stars. And they've tried to extend it in a way that isn't reliant on things that, you know, Capcom as the IP owners who've got more games to put out will never let them do because it's not going to be like, oh, we will let you a TV show decide the fate of this beloved character that brings back and change this direction of this character. So it has its own thing that's going on. And I found it really interesting. The use of some monsters was great. There were some nice bits of drama. I sent a message to the the. I think I replied to, I think, a tweet on it the other day. One of the creators said, you know what? I really enjoyed it. Well done. And unusually for the internet, me as a straight white man, someone came after me for my opinion, enjoying something. They were like, really? uh, no, I think you'll find it's <laughs> bad. So I replied to him. Go, Don't it was one of, my bur- one of my burner. That was one, one of, of your burner, burner accounts. accounts. Um, yeah. So it's okay that you didn't like it. Kind of did though. Yeah. I, I think it's really fun. I, I enjoyed quite a lot of it because it was just consistently surprising and we've seen what happens now with welcome to raccoon city when you try to just lift and shift and do that story you don't get it 
you don't get it spot mm. on you don't get that tone just right could could you do a successful adaptation of that of that original story yes i think you could maybe not on a netflix tv series i think for netflix tv series this has gone in an interesting direction are there, it's worth checking no, out obviously no spoilers are there many connections to the games that are really obvious is it like easter egg stuff or there's some not really or there's some good easter egg stuff um i can't really say some of the ones without i'm looking without, i'm kind of looking spoiling forward. something that happens in about episode six that reveals so, things i so can't really say anything are there any mentions of like you know previous games or previous characters or anything it, you get proper mentions of raccoon city and the events which took place there in the early games you get yeah. reference to the end of resident evil 5 so that's happened okay. like okay you know that the, there are things going on that i won't spoil and won't reveal but like someone openly says said, like said there's a reporter that they meet at one point and says your dad can't be albert wesker albert wesker died in 2000 and i think it's 7 2009 which is when resident evil 5 is set later someone says oh yeah he died in a volcano like th- so it, it implies okay. okay that's good it implies good. all these other games oh. happened but un but not explicitly and not it's, saying got you on the ropes it happened yeah got me on like, the ropes it's the, the thing is like watch. yeah the, the games like the especially the in the main installments of the games are all are tonally all over the place so it's almost like it's difficult for me to like say oh you know if it's not like one two and three i'm going to be annoyed but if they've got stuff from five six i mean i don't know i kind of it's kind of to, to be expected from this sort yeah. of thing obviously yeah. i've only seen three episodes so Sorry, sorry, Andy, what are you going to say? I was going to say, I think kind of, if you look at Resident Evil at its heart and what I think most people, certainly of our age, find the find as the, their fond memories of Resident Evil, it is those early games. And I think the silly throwaway lines like Zootopia porn or the one I sent you a gif of, but you've got to choose these things in life and I choose breadsticks. Like, those are the throwaway lines like they are silly they're incredibly silly and they've been written as kind of hammy kind of offbeat little bits of humor and that is original original resident evil stuff like jill like if you talk about jill sandwiches and the master of unlocking and and things like that we love them and we love those lines but in a pure artistic sense not good they're not they're not excellent like super yeah, it's cool almost like crafted we, lines that, that we've made them we've built them up to be funny iconic. and beloved like and, i mean it leans into that silliness all i'll say then just from these first three episodes obviously i've not watched enough to to craft a legit opinion and i will watch all of it um i'm just a bit bored at the moment i find the sort of time jumping a bit jarring i don't really like the future stuff because it kind of reminds me of the worst of the of the movies like um, and I don't, and again, I don't particularly like the main character for some reason. I'm a bit put off by by the main character. The fact, yeah, it just feels a bit inconsequential. Uh, the script, the script's a bit. I like, but some of the monster stuff, I I quite like. There's a particular good. That, there's a bit with a big old spider, right? That's very good. Yeah, there's a particular sequence with liquors and a big old spider as well, which I think is good. But, you know, I'd easily take a full episode of something like that. Something like they're in a, the underground tunnels and they're trying to avoid some liquors. But it just feels like it just goes, it flies back and forth a lot. And I, again, I don't know how well, 
I, you know, you know, from our discussion about the Resident Evil movie franchise, worldwide global pandemic, um, sort of zombie apocalypse, for me, doesn't feel like Resident Evil. It feels like a, it feels a bit generic in terms of we've seen zombie this apocalypse feels on very a global 28 scale. Days later, it, it's, yeah. the first episode feels a yeah. lot. It's very. And I think. Later. The resident is in its name, you know. The resident evil is supposed to be going to a house. There's evil living there. You go into a police station or a city. Evil's living there. A village. Evil's living. It feels like it needs to be more contained. And I feel I like that's more in this world. Horror comes from it. Explored. Yeah. yeah, I think we've seen largely infected areas. I think there might be more to it that they're building with the world. In terms of character mm. stuff that I enjoyed from this series, Albert Wesker is absolute standout yeah he's great i mean he's really really good and then also you'll have seen him briefly um the umbrella executive um that's chasing after the irish guy he's really good as well okay okay we'll we'll we'll, we'll carry on and and see what happens uh i'm interested to see yeah. if you turn around ben because this for me has been a roller coaster you are usually mr positivity in resident evil you're like Oh, you know, this new animated series might be all right, Leon on his very shiny hair. Um, or I mean or Racking City, I, you were like that trailer, like, oh I'm, I'm all right with this. <laughs> that's the thing, like it's 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 high hopes, isn't it? And I mean, as a Resident Evil fan, extremely lucky that we've had so many different adaptations, you know, because it is amazing to see. You know, imagine if you're a Silent Hill fan, you'd be screwed. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but at the same time, you know, it, it still can be frustrating because, but then again, what I've got in my head, what I want to be a successful movie or show, I don't think I'll, I'll ever get. And, you know, that's just me being selfish. But I always kind of feel like, do these filmmakers and writers understand the the, the franchise enough? I don't know. But I think what again, you're saying what... is, Ben, is that you need to write and direct a Resident Evil film. The only yeah. way you're going to get it, it's going to be done right, is if you do it yourself. I absolutely think that, you know, <laughs> big headed enough to think that we could do a great job, Ben. Do an absolutely bang oh, yeah. on. If I was that. doing it, yeah, I'll tell you what, quick, quick Resident Evil pitch. If I was doing a Resident Evil pitch, uh, original Resident Evil, I'd do it entirely in black and white and really lean into the original Night of the Living Dead about it, have it in a house. Have it slow and ponderous. Maybe go into color when you get into the lab at the bottom. Do something really stylized that no one would ever give you money to make in the whole world. So you need to be independently wealthy to do it yourself. But um, do do something like that and have it like a contained horror experience. And you can contained horror experience. And then you know how obviously you get the whole alpha team. Imagine each episode you're with a different member of the alpha team. Yeah. And you're seeing and and maybe we don't know Albert Wesker and his particular plans. We don't have an episode with him. And you kind of you're made to piece together the the actual. Um, yeah, you could his... you, you could do something like that, but I'd want it to be super stylized and you could do something. But I think what we have here in this series. It's interesting enough that I applaud what they have tried to do, because it would have been super easy just to try and remake it again and that has been tried before and it has fallen on its ass yeah maybe when i finish it maybe we could do a bonus episode chatting about it yeah and and we as i said we could do some clickbait where we say 
horror podcast hosts in heated debate in capitals. And then in the in the thumbnail is you like <laughs> and me like fuck you. Raging, you have a big absolutely a massive <laughs> massive glass filmed, of juice. Yeah, we've just filmed it in the summer though when it's hot. That's why it's heated. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Heated, raging disagreements that was almost happened. And then me and you have a boxing match at some point yeah. in the future. <laughs> yeah, become huge YouTube stars and get millions of pounds to flail yeah. about for three minutes. Yeah, that's right. Three minutes, eh? Two minutes for me. Uh, there we go. But that's that. Have you, have you seen anything else of note this week? In a couple of little bits. Let me check you a quick, um, a quick little yeah, list here. So, um, I finished my little uh, jaunt through the life and times of our mate Toby. Seen oh. the last of the paranormal activities. So the the 2020 um, one. So paranormal activity next of kin. Which one was your favourite out of all of them? Um, probably paranormal activity for Toby versus Xbox. Is that the <laughs> is that uh, the marked ones? That is, um, I don't think that's got a name. I think it's just number four, uh, and it's the one where one. there's the. It's like, uh, it's probably the one that's got the most famous, most recognizable actor. In apologies, I don't remember a name now. It's the, the the teenage daughter who's the main focus of the film, went on to be the reporter and sort of co lead of Detective Pikachu. So she's reasonably reasonably famous. Okay. Yeah, I think the characters are the most engaging in that one. And I like some of the gimmicks, whereas by the time you get to the ghost dimension, Toby's never bloody off screen. He's pretty much on it the whole time. Yeah. Um, and the marked ones is probably the most like a film. Um, you know, it's the most produced, which is kind of it takes it away from the sort of lo-fi found footage nature of a paranormal activity film. The new one is basically just stylistically it's found footage, but it's a it's a film okay. effectively and it's yeah. like hundreds of things that came out in 2020 filmed in filmed in covid it's got that kind of that kind of feel to it this one is subtitled toby versus the amish farmers um <laughs> and as always he plumbing wins to be honest toby at this point i'm more surprised if you lost um <laughs> there you go he's, he's he's back in amongst it anyway and he's as the series goes now, he's out and about now making policemen shoot themselves in the head, doing what he likes. Bloody hell, Toby. Yeah, wind it in, mate. Um, other than that, um, I've also gone back and started a couple of series. Um, your friend of mine, Rich Reynolds, um, Luke, he'd posted mm. about he'd gone back to some old Twilight Zone episodes. So I've gone back and I watched... Um, First, a 1990s um, capture of some old Twilight Zone scripts that they made into a like a film edition with two stories that was pretty good. And I also watched the original pilot for the original like 50s Twilight Zone. Is that when he goes really to like a good town? Scripting. It's like empty. There's no one in the town. Not that one. Um, yeah. This one in the pilot episode is about a man who thinks he's in the 1950s and he just wakes up in his dream. He keeps waking up and it's not current day it's the day before the attack on pearl harbor in um in in the 40s Mm. and he's doing all he can to try and tell people like he meets a young married couple who are on their honeymoon and the 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 man is stationed on one of the boats in pearl harbor and he knows that that the the japanese are going to attack the next day she's trying to warn everyone and no one wants to believe him and it's 
him in the modern day telling his psychiatrist about this dream. Um, it's really interesting. There are some there's some good storytelling. I'm going to go and do some more of those. Hmm. And I also didn't go quite far back as back, far back, but um, I watched the first episode of the 2019 reboot of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which has um, one of the young yeah. actors from that plays young Jade in the Resident Evil series in it. Um, I saw that on the IMDb list and I was thinking, what have these people been in? And that's Hmm. the thing that she was in. So I watched the first episode of that, which is, uh, I think they did two series of it in the reboot. And it's it's got kind of a scary story to tell in the dark vibe. It's kind of young adult entry to horror, but there's kind of a meta narrative to it, which is they're telling ghost stories, at least in the first episode. Hmm. But there is also like a linked story with your mates and mine from the Midnight Society involved in a broader story ourselves. Well-known um, horror fiction podcasts would do similar sort of meta-narrative stuff to great effect as well. Um, but this is pretty good. I might watch the rest of it. It's only a four-episode miniseries. But that's about that's it. Good. That's sounds good. Uh, I've watched a couple of things. I'll quickly rattle through them. So after Never Sleep Again, the, the uh, Freddy documentary... Made a start on Crystal Lake Memories, the complete history of Friday the 13th, which I think Liam Banks maybe mentioned last week. Um, much longer than Never Sleep Again. Seven hours in total. Oh, I think Jesus about, Christ. I think, I, think, I think I'm about three and a half hours in. But he dredging Crystal Lake. <laughs> I've just, yeah, I've just finished them talking about the final chapter. Uh, but yeah, just as good, I think, as Never Sleep Again. There's uh, loads of, they go into super deep, detail with every franchise installment loads of the actors are involved and you find out loads of interesting things about the making of the movie um it's really fascinating i just love sort of having it on sometimes while i'm working or like doing other things it's it's a really easy watch and i'm definitely keen for for more of it i think i've always enjoyed like making of documentaries and you know stuff about horror movies but also music as well so there's that, which I really enjoyed. And then in the same sort of realm, I watched a documentary called The Rise of the Simps, which is about synthwave music. Uh, and it's narrated by John Carpenter. So that's pretty interesting. That was cool. Pretty much all the, most of the big hitters from like the synthwave genre. Occasionally, it feels like a bit elitist, almost like some of the artists are like annoyed that the genres become so popular and then are having to do a documentary about it. It feels like that. some people are a bit annoyed, but again, who are the, who are there's the lots of interest. Like Carpenter, John Carpenter, Carpenter they Brute. Got, they got Carpenter Brute. Um, they got uh, A.T. Stallone. They got Gunship. Um, loads of people. Loads of people. Loads of people well, I'm like. Great favorites. I mean, I mean, the people you haven't got, there's no K- Kavinsky. There's no The Midnight. There's no... I was going to say LeBrock, but I don't think they're as big as perhaps. Like in my head, they're big, but I don't think they are. Um, so yeah, some some people missing, but still, it's mm. it's a really interesting thing. And then if you if you enjoy like eighties pop culture and eighties movies, there's a lot of discussions about that. There's a significant section talking about the movie Drive as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. I recommend that. And then finally, I watched fourteen oh eight, which is currently on mm. Netflix. Um, a Stephen King adaptation that I've definitely seen before and remember enjoying. I think it falls into like the perfectly fine and serviceable section of Stephen King adaptations. There are some good scares. Reminds me a bit of, you know, uh, Silent Hill, The Room, which I probably think did the claustrophobia a little bit better. And I mean, I guess that's just because it's a game. John Cusack in the main role is top notch, but 
because it's a Stephen King adaptation and John Cusack's in it, I couldn't help but think all the time about Cell. And part of me was like, maybe I need to go and rewatch Cell because I remember it being awful. But <laughs> the way it gets discussed amongst the the like uh, the horror fan the horror fans and Stephen King fans is like it's beyond terrible. Have we done so an episode on Cell? No, I don't think so. No. Um, I yeah. don't really remember it too well. I mean, it's it's got a quite a brutal, quite an interesting opening where either the the yeah. initial zombie stuff happens, but then I don't think much happens after that, right? It kind of flounders yeah. around. Uh, all I remember, I remember the book was really, really good. I remember really enjoying the book. Um, like just yeah, just good. Mm. Um, but yeah, fourteen oh eight is it's all right, you know. But there's a lot of that. Sick of being in that room every time he thinks he's out of it. Oh yeah, see that's annoying, isn't it? When you're like, how far is the room going to make him believe he's out of the room? It's given it. It's, it takes him on holiday. <laughs> he goes on holiday somewhere. He's like, oh bloody, hell, I'm having a lovely time. It's beautiful. Oh, what's that? Me and my wife are getting. I'm spoiling it. Sorry. Me and my wife are getting back together. Actually, you twat, you're still in the room. <laughs> no, I was like, what? Uh... I thought the room created that. Did the room? Did the room create that bit where I had a really lovely Burger King? I, I like I felt like that watching. I saw fourteen oh eight at the cinema. Felt like I was in. I was oh, yeah. I was experienced. It was like a proper four D experience. I was like John Cusack. I was like, oh, this film's wrapping up. Finish my drink. Get my coat ready. <laughs> oh, he's back in yeah. the bloody room. <laughs> back in a room. Yeah, oh, only I got mean, the ice left now. It's perfectly, it's perfectly fine. But you know, as someone who he's supposed to be like a cynical, like uh, he, he stays in haunted hotels and doesn't believe in ghosts, and he's really cynical. He loses his mind so quickly. <laughs> he's just in gotta, there. Just and go he's to sleep, like, wouldn't you? Uh, what's going on here? <laughs> just go to sleep. What's going on here? He's like, ah, ah, it's haunted. Ah, <laughs> two seconds ago, immediately lost his mind. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Oh. It was all right there. Poor, that, John, that, poor, poor John Cusack. Um, that's pretty much it for me, then. Brilliant. Cool. Apart from, of course, teeth. Apart from teeth. T e e f. Teeth. It's in the game. Teeth, the movie, which yep. is a 2007 American comedy horror film written and directed by Mitchell Lichtenstein. Film stars Jet. Jess Weixler and was produced by Lichtenstein on a budget of two million. I'm assuming Lichtenstein is in wow, I don't know the that. director, not the country. They didn't get involved. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, what's the plot? I'm asking you. <laughs> Still a stranger to her own body, a high school student discovers she has a physical advantage when she becomes the obje- object of male violence. Yeah. Uh, so. In terms of reviews, uh, a bit of a disparity on Rotten Tomatoes. The critic score is at eighty percent, uh, whereas the audience score is at forty-five. So that's quite a huge gap there. Um, Letterbox um, IMDb is at five point four out of ten. Letterbox two point eight out of five. Ice T, the famous rapper, put a review here uh, on Letterbox. He said, "So true, so true." Five stars. Uh, Thanks, Ice. Terrible experience with vagina dentata at some point um mm. and scrim shots but i'm sorry i just couldn't deal with the repetitiveness after a while who is this movie even for 
The colours and costumes are beautiful. Half a star. Which I just thought was nice that he... Half a star for beautifully coloured costumes. <laughs> were the costumes beautifully coloured? Pretty sure they were just put normal anyway. clothes. They weren't costumes. Normal clothes from 2007. Maybe uh, scrim shot is from the 1980s were all clothes of brown. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah. He gave it half a star. He or she gave it half a star. Um, yeah, this is an interesting movie. It, it feels like um, like a movie that hasn't been made by a studio who's made other films before. If that makes sense, like it feels very unique and, and mm. uh, idiosyncratic in that way. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, because I think it could have gone despite the fact that the, the subject matter is quite unique and, you know, pretty horrifying in a way like mm. the way it pans out is very unconventional and it feels like it's got its own sort of unique style and it's like sure they say it's like a comedy horror and it's a, like a black comedy essentially isn't it but it's got this weird almost goes into full comedy slapstick at, yeah slapstick at yeah. times but it doesn't quite go the whole way the times when it does do that i thought were really funny uh but mm. Yeah, it's yeah, strange. Almost like a muted kind of like a like it doesn't want to quite give in to the the full silliness of it. Like it's trying to be a, just a little bit serious. I tell you what though, Ben. Like I need to congratulate you. Having watched this film, you played an absolute blinder with um, film selections this week. Just from a narrative and discussion point of view for this whole month, starting with Piranha. Then going to last week's film, the Weinstein debut consent optional fest that was um, the burning, old Cropsy. And then, oh, cro- then, cro- then Cropsy chops. Then to teeth, there is a great, like, there is a great discussion of yeah. attitudes yeah. and I'd like to um, say that was done sexuality on, on, across across the ages in film. What, what's what did you have planned for us on the discussion topic next week, Ben? I can't remember what it is. It's uh, the which one? Which one? The general. general which is, God knows how uh, you're wrapping this up. <laughs> yeah. Which, in a way, which, which finder? Which finders? You know, taking women against attitudes their... to women. Yeah. You've done Murdered. it. Absolutely. Attitudes to women. Class. You should be lecturing at the University of Film. And also, that guy yeah. is not, um, I mean, witch by the general. He just takes any old witch. It's not very specific. Yeah. Know, witches he's after. <laughs> yeah, not, not, <laughs> he's not the witch finder specific at all. No. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just general, general, whoever, really. Are you a witch? Yeah. Might be. Uh, yeah, all right. I'll find out. I've got much... tests for that. I've got tests for that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, I'd like to say it was done on purpose, but it wasn't. Maybe that's just a. Uh, who just knows? horror hangout I... magic. That's what you come to this podcast for. Accidental horror... insight. Yeah. Accidental insight um, into attitudes um, to women. And we've had no women at all on the show to discuss. Not on purpose. <laughs> no, not, again, not on purpose. Uh, but there we go. Um, this one is probably, I guess this one's probably got the most to say, hasn't it? Because the, the themes are sort of really front and center. Um, you can't shy away from them at all. Um, yeah. Some would say it's heavy-handed. A, it's interesting. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Like there's there there is some very heavy. Like oh, there is one bit where they go into class and it's like oh, 
Welcome to today's class, Symbolism 101. I am your teacher, Miss Exposition, and I'm going to tell you this thing that is important to a plot point we're trying to make later on. Here's a sticker over a picture of a vagina, because you know what happens if you see. We're learning about vaginas, right? We're learning about the ins and outs. We're learning about all the key areas of the vagina. We're We're talking about it all, but... Sticker, sticker, straight over it. Oh, it's a science. It's also like a great? bigger gold star, like as if they've done Congra- really well. Congratulations for having a, a a scientific drawing of a vagina. Congratulations. Uh, it's it's one I of had those a gold can... star at class once, but mine was really tiny. Gave me a bit. Go... Of <laughs> Wasn't enough to put over an an anatomical drawing at all. <laughs> teeny, yeah. teeny, tiny. We'll come it's to that. There's actually star. a rare serious comment to cover on that one. Yeah, in terms of cast, Jess Weitzler, Weitzler, uh plays the main uh, Dawn O'Keefe or Dawn O'Teeth, I think she's uh, called in this film. Dawn O'Teeth. Um, she's pretty great in, in the role. I don't, I kind of recognise her from somewhere else. I'm not too sure where else. Just gonna um, look up what else she's in because she is familiar. John Hensley as Brad is that the brother? I feel like he is in Nip Tuck. Did you ever watch Nip Tuck? Okay. So he's only, he's only... So like um, half, half uh, brother, step brother. Yeah. Um, his fake tattoos are awful in this. It's literally like someone's just gone, hang on a minute, let's get the best... <laughs> One of those wipe-on transfers. <laughs> I swear, you can see him peeling off. <laughs> um, and he's a bit cliche in terms of a douchebag character, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's like, what's he listening to? Napalm Death. Oh, but he edged Lord Brother... He has a dog Edge who Lord he's kind brother. of trained, like keeps in a cage and trained to like sick, sick on people. Not sick on people, but you know, trying to, to get him. attack people. Yeah, sick. We I've taught Alaska to sick, sick him as well, but she just sicks him up, sicks him for dinner, <laughs> just vomits uh, on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't recognize a lot of these people. I don't think the cast is particularly big cast right right it's uh it's a reasonably contained cast right i've had i've looked up our lead and more significantly recently she is Audrin. so that's bill's wife in um it steve stephen king's it okay which is i mean it's only a major it's only a minor part i thought i recognized it from from more things but i don't know many Hmm. of these other films that she's in yeah okay so uh in the film she is like uh Either like a wannabe spokesperson or like she's on the uh she's trialing out to be a spokesperson as as a promise because the promise the promise it's like the before we do that though we have an opening scene in a paddling pool as used oh, yeah. right yeah, yeah. so we begin they live in the shadow of some cooling oh, yeah. towers i'm not sure if that's important is it the living I was near always a power like... station that's given her this special cooling power those cooling towers didn't look like they were there. They looked superimposed. Maybe yeah, it's, that's what it's I like thought. A mutation, because they yeah. were they kind of they mentioned okay. mutants okay. a few times, like rattlesnakes are mutants. About well, yeah, I guess that that was expo- that's exposition class when she's teaching yeah. about rattlesnakes. Um, but yeah, so we we see them and it's a it's a reconstituted family. So it is uh, there are the parents that are obviously they they get yeah they're getting together. And they're there, so the, the the dad of the would-be family is there with his son, and um, the the mom has a has a daughter, and they're sitting there in the paddling pool, and the little boy, he's baby edge lord at the minute, 
doesn't want to hang out with this little kid. Um, the angriest little kid in the world is like, God damn it, Dad! She's not going to be my sister! Um, yeah, but we find out why he's like that later on, right? He he loves her, even back then. Oh, yeah, he's a he's a bad boy, though. If there were any oh, baboons, I they'd mean, be barking at him. And then yeah, I don't I know mean, why yeah. this is his, his go-to game. He goes, oh, I don't want to be your sister. And he goes, tell you what, I will shamey bits, though. You see him firking about in there, and he's... Um, Showed him his will. Showed uh, his sister his, his will. He's gone. Oh, go on then. Let's have a look at yours then. <laughs> and he goes. So matter of fact. And then he and goes. And he showed his sister his will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes. Oh, come on. Let's do it. I don't understand. Like maybe, maybe I'm the one that's had a real weird childhood. Wasn't the game we used to play growing up? Uh, I don't think we. <laughs> Looks like. I mean, no, but I think still, I think it's something that is part of i think it, how, can, how can i say this without saying like an absolute weirdo um i think it's been portrayed in in some levels of you know of, of media books um films like this and stuff and i think it is something that is quite common um as far as i'm aware maybe i mean we used to play it's, it's know, like an was... ad- adolescent as like an adolescent sort yeah. of Thing. It's almost to, like there's an in, there's an in, there's an innocence to it where it's not like mm. portrayed as being something that's quite sinister. It's almost like there is an innocence to it. Um, well, they, are these age of kids though, they've got to be what like six and four, maybe something along those lines. They're not very old, right? I mean, we yeah. used to play like, doctors at primary school, but we just respected each other as colleagues. Really tried earnestly to, cool. to cure disease, <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, not touching well, each other up. Another another thing: Are we aware of like their their upbringing? Whether there's like any potential abuse in 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 the household or anything like that are we made aware of anything like that because these the dad seems nice and the mom is poorly maybe their deceased parents are wrong yeah yeah i was saying there's there's probably like a a wealth of like really complex ideas that could be discussed and explored but of course that's all kind of left off screen which i guess is why we're supposed to make our own minds up about these characters and what's kind of because obviously the fact that she's like Christ, in a Christian abstinence group called the Promise, and has got like a promise ring, and sex is so taboo, and all of those things. Like all of these things come from childhood, you know, or yeah. come from your upbringing. It it's does. never something like you just have a normal upbringing, normal childhood, and then you walk out one day and go, "Actually, you know what?" I thought the the abstinence that came from this. I felt like this was the catalyst. This event where she nipped. Yeah, finger. I think yeah. it is portrayed like that, isn't it? Because there's a there's right, sort of like it. a. a <laughs> right that's it there's like a look on it, it there's like a long in a long shot of her face in there which kind of but then later on don't we go back we visit revisit that scene and she's like smiling like yeah she's evening. giving them she's giving them a little smile because he's been he's been trying to poke at her and it's you know yeah as, as will come to be revealed later giving him a little nip on the finger quite a nasty nip he's lost the end of his finger been bitten been bitten right off keep rounds to yourself is what you'd say um, and yeah, he's been bitten on the finger. He's got a poorly finger as a result of it. And then we flash forward to the bit you were saying, Luke, where she's teaching, she's doing, she's gone, she's grown up to be full amdram, you know, going to schools and doing talks like, hey, try one cigarette. It won't hurt. Well, I don't know. Shall I try one cigarette? She's uh, she's properly like, she's now, quite good at it as well. Yeah, she's she excellent at it. Blows the doors off. Is that the same? Yeah. And those kids are those kids are in it. Those kids are indoctrinated straight away. They're like, yeah, are you gonna give like you know your 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 sex in as a special gift? Are you just gonna mm. give it to 
any boy who comes along and he's got spokies on his bike and things like that. No <laughs> way. And how about you, boys? Are you going to give it to any tramp that looks like she just stepped out of an MTV musical video? And they're all chanting, no. yes. No, yeah, no. no. And there's me in the background going, I've just watched Christina Aguilera's Dirty, and I've got to be honest, I don't <laughs> I know having agree to this. I feel <laughs> like I feel like I'm probably if I do this, that's going to be the best I ever achieve. Um, so yeah, maybe I'd give away that special gift, but not for not for a main character. She is yeah. going to promise she's going to have a promise ring, which is like a crystal red ring that they wear. Quite sore and and she's going to go. I'm I'm not gonna give away my gift until I swap this one for a gold one. So I don't think it's an equal trade. Yeah, a crystal, a, pl- a plastic equal one for a gold. Well, one of two things: either she's hanging out for marriage, or she's a sonic furry, which those things exist. She's just like the golden ring. This <laughs> is a Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> if I collect a hundred, I'll get an extra life. Yeah. <laughs> is that big one that can take you to the special zone? Who knows? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. What's that? That's the land of that's an orgasm. That is. Yeah, Go the to the special zone. <laughs> oh shit! The warp of confusion. No. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But but clearly, like she, her and her her half her stepbrother have got like really bad relationships with sex, um, at very different ends of the of the spectrum as well. Mm. Uh, and he is just uh, yeah, edge lord, absolute edge lord, wrong and terrible. Terrible sideburns. It's got terrible, terrible, terrible sideburns. Some really it's quality nineties nineties tribal tattoos. Has yeah. anyone with sideburns ever ever got laid? And um, maybe some Victorian <laughs> gentlemen. You raised an interesting <laughs> question. Also, the like are these sideburns or sideboards? I, I, I think there's a like a yeah. distinction between the two. Sideboards side are quite quite thick, aren't they? Have you have you ever heard them referred to as jids? No. no. <laughs> look at the size of the, look at the size of them jids, right? So I've That's I've got a, fr- a a friend of mine. His hair's not like it anymore. But when I first met him, uh, he had That's a very he had a very like um mod, Britpop Paul oh, yeah. Weller haircut, and people used to refer to them as sideburns, to uh, which I would always shut them down and say they're not sideburns because they're not they're not actually attached to his face. They're just bits of hair that like float. Like out that way, they almost curled out. They almost curled out as well, and then that was when they started getting the name Jids. Jids were referred, uh, and I don't know the origin. His face, it's like an Amish haircut that he's got. It was very Amish, yeah. Uh, And (laughs) I'm sure he'd love it. I was about about to say, am I gonna am I gonna offend the Amish community by building the haircuts? But the beauty of the Amish community probably don't listen to podcasts. That's true. Yeah. That is a hundred percent true. Also, when when I first met him and I saw this haircut, I thought, "Oh my god, there is no way in hell I'm going to get on with this person." Uh, and many many years later, probably like one of my closest friends. What an absolute gentleman! He hasn't got the same haircut anymore. Um, but yeah, don't judge a person based on their jids. I know I, I did that. I said this guy had ter- terrible. Judge a person on their sideburns <laughs> slash boards, boards which I did. Boards. Don't yeah. judge a person based on their jids please if you could if you take away anything from this episode jids i like this raising awareness on the abuse of jids Um, (laughs) yeah i mean while we're talking serious topics let's touch on 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 this thing here um 
I think this film has a lot to say about the influence of religion in schools, particularly in the US, right? Oh my God, yes. This effectively is a a religious piece, which is teaching people abstinence. I'm not by any means qualified to go through what this also means in light of current like policy changes in several parts of the US regarding you know women's right to control their bodies and so on but teaching this abstinence is another extension of the religious influence on curriculum and certainly community things that are brought into schools yeah it's mad it's mad because like I know going slightly off topic but you know you look at the absolute uproar especially in the uk when any form of religion that's not christianity is brought into any sort of school discussion you know even discussing it not even telling people that this is the correct way to live but even like discussing it you know people lose their minds and the fact that it's so commonplace in the us and almost like like in, in like in some states i'm sure it's like really front and center in the curriculum curriculum mm. it's insane and this is the scary, ex- this is the extension of it that we see in the in the textbooks later on, particularly. And this is, you know, a fairly common experience that it is the, you know, female sexuality and female genitalia, which is further censored and further seen as, um, I guess, it's taboo undesirable again. It's like and the... taboo with with within this religious um or puritanical kind of concepts and constructs that you get that these things should be shied away from or shouldn't be discussed or um need to be censored in some way and you know this is a serious message that this film tries to bring across here but we'll come to the piece of it directly targeting targeting females and female sexuality shortly right now it's about the abstinence and waiting until marriage for sex effectively um mm. arguably as a form of birth control but also as a method of control over your children's behavior i imagine growing up as well like it's a an interesting angle for me guys if anyone is ever putting this as a platform for my uh you know rise to power and governance of the country i would ban any religion from having any say in anything school related or or government related whatsoever ban religion entirely as far as i'm concerned wow please pr- ban you, it you all pra- <laughs> practice religion in the comfort of your own home and in private yeah. but do not please tell me or anyone else yeah. what to do what andy would do is make sure everyone has a massive glug of juice <laughs> available yeah, have, a, have a big have a big squash absolutely that doesn't hurt anyone no I know exactly. That's what Jim Jones said as well. I think doesn't even have to be a squash. Have a a water. Have Have a a big squash, everyone. I mean, I was going to say have a big (laughs) have a big coke if you want, but that is probably bad for your teeth. Have a you know have a have a good drink though. Stay hydrated, especially in this weather. Oh yeah. Oh, then again, the carbonation. But I think what these early scenes show is how warped some young minds can be by, you know, not having open and honest conversations about about sex i mean i don't mean in like you know a lot of people disagree with se- um what age sexual um sorry sex education should be discussed in schools i think that's still up for debate i'm i don't particularly think one way or another when it comes to that but what it's not good to do is sort of make it such a taboo 
scary subject where, you know, you ask anyone sort of def- definitely of my age, where did you learn about anything sexual? And it was like, well, just with friends and girlfriends yeah. and, you know, out outside of the classroom. It was never like that. Um, and obviously, I don't know what the numbers are for te- teenage pregnancy. I haven't looked at them recently, uh, but I know definitely in the what 90s, early 2000s, it was it was pretty pretty intense in the uk wasn't it oh yeah um, certainly like at like some of the school like certainly the school i went to there were people that were pregnant having kids as we were leaving school there was always a headline in like the tabloids when i was growing up at least where they're like youngest dad ever and it'd just be like uh, a little kid <laughs> holding a baby ready hell and then <laughs> that baby was holding an even littler baby the smallest <laughs> baby like a little Russian doll family. Well, yeah. I think the point I'm trying to make is like that when you when you make sex sex education such a taboo subject and such a something that's it it just makes the problem bigger. Yeah, I think uh, the solution to these things, and again, no no divine right to chip in on this. I don't believe any divine rights, but um, you know, I I don't have kids. I don't have to challenge myself with those things that understanding when is appropriate to teach these things but i would certainly argue that the solution isn't to say that schools shouldn't be making these things available and shouldn't be in a position to teach kids about this because the reality is the environment of the school is where the majority of kids are mixing with their peers and you also want to make sure that they're getting the same message because parents for all the great things they can do for their children are all individuals with their own hang-ups and experiences and levels of things and what you need for kids is for them to have a level playing field of the, the core information that they need to know yep hmm. all all good points or i agree teeth I agree. in their vaginas yeah if or did, if, you had if that, all else fails teeth in their vaginas and not just like normal like teeth incisors canines and just like human teeth but horrible big lamprey teeth yeah (laughs) yeah like Like a pike (laughs) like a pike terrifying um so at home i don't know so the the situation that um dawn lives in at home it reminded me a bit of um what's the extreme religious sect who would picket funerals and stuff i don't know i was getting westbury baptist church yeah, I don't know. I was getting getting those sort of vibes, and I know obviously she lives with her. Um, her parents step. seem okay. They yeah, seem, but yeah, but that's, they seem to be pretty happy with either of their children. Uh, I guess the slightly just getting on. Out. The mom yeah. is the mom is poorly. I'm not sure if it's revealed what's wrong with her, but she's bedridden and in pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's got yeah, back, uh, whatever uh, it is. And the stepbrother is um, what? How edgy, how, edgy, how edgy can you be? So he's like, so edgy. Oh, he's, he's, he's listening to like a, grindcore. Uh, yeah, he's shooting, shooting a, his BB, BB gun BB at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> shooting his BB gun. Later on, he goes to grab that BB gun as, as as if it's like a an actual gun. Like when he's wrestling with his oh, dad. BB, you so hard. I mean, really close. It does come sharp. Oh, it will but he comes sharp as sting. <laughs> sting. Oh, really, a sting that stung me. That did. Um. But yeah, he's like yeah, he he smokes, he's got he's got a Rottweiler. Um, oh, he's got he, a Rottweiler. He's punching darts in his bedroom. Punching darts yeah. in his bedroom. He engages in nothing but anal sex. Right, not receiving, giving because there's obviously a power struggle that he's got going on in his head where he needs to degrade 
the female of the species. And also he has got a very unhealthy relationship with sex. And we don't know whether it's because of the interaction he had with Dawn when he was younger, because he only has anal sex. He's a little bit scared of the vagina in a way. Isn't he? Like like he says to his girlfriend, because he has a girlfriend that comes around. She's like, oh, you know, can can just have normal sex. He says, no. Well, I mean, stop asking. I only have, <laughs> I only have, I only have anal sex. That is Which my favorite. That nice. I only do it at a bum, all right. I only do it, <laughs> I only do it at a bum. Take me or leave me. I only do it at the bum. While after, well, after I've done some bum sex, I love to try and feed you a dog treat. He's a weird kid. I don't know how he manages to maintain a relationship. That was horrible that bit. I was like, He's just like, tell him to fuck off. Yeah, just, do you want to eat this dog treat? Basically, no. he he is like um he's like toxic masculinity slash. You know when someone's like an incel, but they still get laid. That's there. Do those these wow. people do ex- yeah. these yeah. people do exist. It's strange. He's got it's really all of, strange. He's got all of the worst qualities of being an incel. Yet he seems to have a stable girlfriend that has sex with him. I don't understand. Yeah, it's strange. And she seems lovely. And the fact that she's given him the time of day is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, uh, he tries to feed her a dog treat. She doesn't say, fuck off, what are you doing putting that dog treat in my mouth? She kind of just lets him poke it around her mouth. Yeah, before poke it around her mouth. And, like, oh. <laughs> and then gives it like, oh, leave it out. Literally. Leave, leave it out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that is when Dawn, she puts her headphones in. As if to say, I'm sick of hearing this absolute knobhead. Every yeah, she, yeah very weird relationship between those two. Um, but but again, an a, interesting dynamic. Yeah, go she's on, met so. a nice uh, chap at school who's come to the lecture. His name's Ken uh, Rilo. Ken Ken Rilo. What's this? Adam Driver. It looks loads like Adam Driver. What, also, what the hell's the, the Darth Vader guy called again? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Ken yeah. Rilo. <laughs> Can you say you can remember it because it Ken sounds Ryla. like uh, you can remember it because it goes to the Ken? Empire music. It's Ren, 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 Kyla, Ren. Real names Ben, Kyla. That's how it goes. Ken, <laughs> Ken, 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 Rilo, Ken, Ken. Ken, 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 Ken. Ken. Yeah, oh, no. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's like remember, remember the eighth of September. Any, any, any uh, AR month that works with. <laughs> so his name, um, his name's Toby. Toby, um, but he's Toby see, again. Seems like a lovely guy. How many times in movies, not just horror movies, but movies like this, does somebody seem like an absolute lovely guy until it comes down to a certain moment and it turns out, yep, there are. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A big rapey guy. A big rapey. Bloody hell. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess realistic in a way because there's the nice guy, uh, nice guy thing act that some people put on i'm a lovely nice guy oh what oh nice guys finish last <laughs> oh i wish someone could like me for me and then when, and then, when it comes yeah, down when to push it, comes to shove yeah um and they start off all very nice they go out for a lovely um they go out for like a lovely day out and it's like a double date it's um two couples uh and they they're gonna go to the cinema and they're like Oh, what are we going to go and see? Oh, we can't go and see the the like the R-rated movie. It's going to be yeah. too horny. And then um, so it's like, oh, even the PG-13 <laughs> is going to have some pretty <laughs> heavy petting in this. Heavy petting. What did they go and watch in the end? We never see, but it's like an animated Finding movie. Nemo. Yeah. Yeah. Finding Nemo. Throughout oh, it, like, like, I fancy that fish. Rilo Ken. Rilo Ken is like staring at her like, like he wants to eat her. Like, he's looking at her like I was like, you keep your keep your tackle out of that popcorn, Rilo Ken. <laughs> oh God. Don't they don't they like go somewhere as well? And it's like, oh, what if we end up wanting to all shag each other? That's all right, we'll we'll police each other. We'll oh, just that not. Like, <laughs> that sounds like fun. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? Excuse me. Have you got are you having impure faults? Yeah, I am. Come <laughs> here. Don't Nuggy. Oh, no, Nuggy. No, don't. I'll kick your head no, in no, the nuts. Please keep going. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, I love, it. I love it, Nuggy. It nothing, takes me straight to the that, special zone. Nothing that causes <laughs> friction at all. Just like a two-finger slap across the chops. <laughs> That's all you need. What, what, that Kylo Ben guy said uh, he hasn't done anything since Easter. Oh, well, I don't know when this takes place. but Why? Right. Why... In terms of Christianity, obviously extreme Christianity, not all Christianity, when it comes to like sex before marriage, why is wanking not allowed either? That's like just because some people, Mr. Kellogg included, when it's why he invented cornflakes, you know, stop people wanking. Yeah, it did. In the eyes of the Lord, <laughs> uh, it really stings. The law, life. the law, the eyes of the law, <laughs> the Lord. Okay. Yeah. The law. It's just like, just, oh God. It's just like if you're writing it down, you go, all right, okay, I don't want any sex before marriage. Oh, bloody hell, that's going to be difficult. Yeah. Also, no wanking. What? You can't, you can, you're not selling this particularly well, lads. You can't Come put on. the first rule down and then it, you automatically do it with that. It's like going, oh, you can't eat this cheesecake. Oh, can't you? And also, no desserts at all. Oh. <laughs> and we hear that we hear this in one of the lectures as well, right? Because you hear like, Again, she she's been invited back to do another one of these um, to do another one of these talks. And he said, "Right, okay, everyone, everyone, everyone's got the thing. It's like bloody whack a day. They've got all the catchphrases down. They're like, so 
is it okay to do something impure and do impure touching? And they go, no way, man. So in that case, is it okay to touch yourself? And they're like, absolutely not. And there's a and a gobby's all right. No, mate. The the shandy, all these things. What about, about hand shandy? How, how about wristies? Absolutely, no wristies. way. Yeah, no. What about rusty, rusty trombones? Uh, no, no thanks. No um, thanks to them. Um, they're like boo, Satan. So um, what about a reach around? Sorry, I keep going all day. They keep, they keep going. No bagpiping before marriage. <laughs> Nothing before marriage. Well, what are we going to do then? Just sit in, in like Just sexual sit, frustration, sit, sexual sit, tension. Then watch animated movies and then go to like a lovely swimming hole out in the wilderness, but police each other. But almost if you push it down so far, push it down, push it down, push it down, you're going to be finding everything sexy. Yeah. Animated movies. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> that little mermaid. That little mermaid. Hey, here, comes, here, here comes Slum, Freeze and Rabbit. You know what they like? Oi, 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 oi. <laughs> Jesus. You turn, you, you'll Bambi. eventually turn yourself into the Sid James from the Carry On movie. You'll be like, <laughs> every single Bam- thing. Bambi's mum's been shot. Everyone else is crying. You're sort of like, Fucking hell. lead in there. Look at it. Oi, oi. <laughs> yeah. This, this is horrible. But, um, this is not what. And, and it's it's not what the Lord would approve of at all. This kind of chat, lads. But to be honest, even even Dawn, who has got these things, having had a lovely day and had a lovely time with Toby, um, mm. she's there. Think you know, said, "Oh, I pictured thinking about our, our wedding day and stuff like that." Like they're a bit of a couple, and she is even at home thinking about Toby, imagining him on their wedding day, looking all nice in his suit, and she comes. This close to having a maz about it, <laughs> and she doesn't <laughs> <laughs> giving herself a treat. Having a maz, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah, she is, she is, it's like Tamworth terms. Uh, I think you know, most, mostly Australian. I listen to too many Australian podcasts, but yeah, she's, <laughs> um, she is, um, a diddle, a fiddle. She's, she's starting to maz off about, about Toby <laughs> and. And then she has actually no, because thankfully she, um, yeah. when she came in, the um, the TV was on uh, on the symbolism channel. They had a they had a they had a mostly royalty free movie. They had royalty free um, symbolism channel. Yeah, the symbolism channel was on, and it was a royalty th- free metaphor movie <laughs> marathon. And then she mm. saw big horrible, big horrible toothy monster on the TV, and then. She's saved from Mazinoff by thinking of the horrible tooth monster. And then she goes, Oh, mm. geez, purity, purity, say purity. And she ch- changes the channel and it's a cookery show. Someone's got a big old courgette and they're just, no! uh, <laughs> just cleaning it, just making sure it's nice and clean. I guess for her, what's that wouldn't that, be bad. Um, what's that chef called? Uh, Nigella Lawson. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't put her on. Sexy. No, yeah. definitely not. <laughs> She's like, these beautiful, ripe. Avocado, avocados. You got under Give some, a nice... uh, some hate or steam because you call the microwave uh, micro wave. Microwave. That's how that? you say yeah. it now. Yeah. Um, yeah she's she's picking the channels. That, that must have been a joke, though, right? Surely. Oh yeah, micro wave. I mean, yeah, she must have done it on purpose. Comedy genius. Comedy. She's that posh. She's yeah. pronounced it like that. Yeah. <laughs> she's very posh. Uh, yeah. yeah so she, she doesn't. Bring... 
flicks the channel over, gets Nigella off, gets Ainsley off. Wait, wait, no. she flicks, she flicks what? <laughs> yeah, oh no, even that's on. sexy. She chucks <laughs> it even off. Have you seen a jerk a chicken? Jesus. Yeah, he's, he's jerking a chicken. He gets that massive Percy Pepper. Like, no, I'll just turn the telly off then, shall I? I'll just flick the channel. Flick the beam. Flick the. Bo- oh god. <laughs> She's like, right, no. So she she does she says purity a few times, um, and then she phones Toby the next day, um, on a Nokia. The the Nokia thirty two ten game is very strong in this movie. She phones him on the old thirty two ten and says. Oh, I don't think we should see each other anymore. And Toby, he's been to gaslighting lessons. He's like, oh, I, I was thinking exactly the same, actually, because um, uh, I I fancy you too much. To that. So actually, it's best that we don't see. It. And she's like, we are so in sync that we both think we shouldn't see each other because we need to be pure. Um, so actually, that's convinced me that we should continue to see each other. And do you want to come swimming at the thing? Just does do this time. Um, pop a swimsuit with me. You want to come swimming? Yeah, I've been having really sexy thoughts about you, right? So I thought maybe we should, yeah, we should go swimming. Okay, imagine us all like pretty much nude, mostly undressed, wet, sopping wet. Just us two as well. Uh, Not our friends to police it this time. Absolutely not. No police. Um, I mean, it sounds like a good idea, right? She's like, hell yes. Meet you there. Yeah, on the way. Yeah, phones on the, the way. way. A local. Um, where are we going to go swimming? In a swimming hole. the local swimming. Hole. swimming you know, the one, with the, the one with the romantic waterfall and secluded cave. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's got like bedding okay, as well. Because also, <laughs> because also earlier, like when they mentioned the cave, their friend went. You know, people go there to. As your father, bit of what's it? But it was his name. Bit of, <laughs> yeah. Bit of bonking. Um, oh yeah, is this like... is this not a makeout spot only at night time? Bit weird. Yeah. Uh, you know so, what? Yeah, though? Yeah. All this talk of the policing. You know what? The best way to make sure going swimming doesn't evolve, involve any um, any shagging. Go to the swimming baths. There's literally guards there to whistle at you if you do that. No petting is one of the rules. Yeah. I don't and think no petting like, in the pool. Yeah, no, right. no, you know, like all swimming bath rules. There is no swimming bath I've ever been to in all of my careers of going to swimming pools where the rules are just written down. It's always done in like a cartoon. There's always like little yeah. cartoon strips. Like, oh no. <laughs> like someone like, oh yeah, no, no, no bombing, no petting. Can you imagine no, now? When those rules are written down, there must have been dozens maybe even more of occurrences where people were just shagging in the pool or like until that until those cartoons were drawn we need to do something until... like this every single person in that pool is shagging <laughs> what's I going want on your, here whistle, i want whistle. your draw strings draw strings tight hello you're the finest cartoonist in the land i've got an absolutely brilliant job for you can you write down can you draw all the rules that swimming pool on a picture yeah, I, I would yeah. say swimming pool rules probably more influential than the Ten Commandments. Oh, Thou yeah. shalt not kill. That I, I, I go to swimming pool. You can cover someone. You can cover. You that can cover, <laughs> cover your neighbor's oxen all also you want. No diving. Um, I, whenever I no see diving, somebody, no bombing, no petting. Whenever, whenever I see someone kill. running at a swimming pool, I always go, "Oh no, you're one second away from a cracked skull." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Olympics event. You know, after the walking race, you have to. You can just do a fast walk. I, mean, I think it's easier. I think it's. 
Yeah, I think it's easier to I think it's easier to run because when I'm walking like really slowly and I'm always like, wait, whoa, whoa." you can't. You got to run in there. Your feet are off the ground. You might land on some water and, uh, you know, you both feet are off the ground at the same time in a run sometimes. Right. So you might hit it and slide. Whereas if you're doing that walk, one of your feet's on the ground all the time, doing the fast walk across there, but you speed up too much. No ducking as well. Can't do that in the pool. There's no rule specifically about ducking. holding your friend by, yeah, dunking, dunking. people's heads under, uh, ducking yeah, them. Can't do that. Like witches. Can't, can't test anyone for being a witch at the swimming baths. You get whistled at. Which final um, general be fuming? You can hold people's legs and do like the drowning the naughty kittens move where you pull them and you hold their legs out so they can't <laughs> get away. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's perfectly um, fine. But yeah, the ancient laws of the swimming pool. So they could have but believed it? that, but they didn't do that. They go to the swimming hall. No. They go to the swimming hall, they get into the cave, uh, and it pr- pretty much immediately turns to kissy, kissy kissing. Well, they're doing that before. They go on the little rope swing and do some copping off there. <clears throat> Love my terminology. Oh, I've got all this great terminology just swimming yeah. about. Um, are you are you copping off in there, Amazid? Which one is it? I'm just copping off with it. Copping off with it. <laughs> macking on. That's what they're doing. They're macking on in the in the... Necking on, yeah, they're necking in the swimming pool, and then in the swimming pool in the swimming hole, and then it gets a bit rainy. They swim to the cave. I don't know how did that bedding get in that cave? The sleeping bags. It's just that it's, uh, it's, it's a homeless man's. Uh, he, he was there homeless. next to them the entire time. A really tall homeless man. He swam through, holding it up so it would stay dry. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the best. At, he's the best. He's the best at doing like kicks. He can kick so hard that he just holds above the water like a dolphin, <laughs> going backwards, <laughs> <laughs> so he can keep it dry. It's been it's been placed under the waterfall in the most romantic spot. Um, yeah, I mean, what is it like uh, a a sleeping bag that's been unzipped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those big snug packs that you used to get unzipped. Um, yeah, who knows yeah. how many people have screwed on it? Yeah, it's probably crispy when she sat on it. But like, oh. um, <laughs> she she gets out of the water and says, "No, no need. You've getting you get into you get into kissy." So. You stay there, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, but I'm cold." And he gets out, and then, um, yeah, we kind of it, it goes. Oh, but I'm it go- cold. It oh. goes to and fro. So he comes back and kisses her. She says, "She says no." He gets rough and bangs her head, and then for a second, you think there's going to be like a redeeming thing because she's like, he's banged her head, and you think, "Oh, okay." She like shouts at him and kicks him, and says to fuck off. Yeah. Okay, is that is that going to be enough? But of course, the film wouldn't proceed if that was enough. So then he kind of is apologetic for a moment, but then he's like, "Oh, try this," and then he he goes at it again. And um, no two ways about it. He gets kendalled. No yeah. two ways about it. Yeah. So obviously, he's getting very um, aggressive, very pushy. Um, and you know, this isn't the. If you've been um, a virgin, abstinent for so long, I mean they're both virgins, right? Um, oh, because he's—I don't know if he's a virgin or not. He says he no, hasn't he, even jerked off since Easter. He's done it before, though. He gave in to temptation. Before, uh, oh, he, he did. He what, said, "Oh, I'm yeah. not pure." Why? Why Easter? Is that because it's a a, a special? Maybe Christian... he gave it up for Lent or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I think he just like he's just 
uh, retaken his vow or whatever. And he's did, yeah, he did. It. He want to like? Has he done it out of interest for Dawn that he's joined this club in order to get close to her and has has stuck to the rules perhaps of it? But um, either way, yeah. This now, obviously is the most extreme version of um, immediate karma. And you know, there's there's something to be said about the the tropes, not tropes, but the themes that come forward in terms of you know people have experienced sexual assault or anything like that, and the immediate violent, distressing nature, and also like think about the the connotations surrounding literally someone's penis being ripped off, like removing that person's masculinity, removing that person's threats removing like any sense of well in in terms of that person raping them it's it's like there's it's got so many extreme uh messages being brought across and you know in terms of i've, I've seen this described as like a a feminist a, a fresh having a fresh feminist spin on horror movie tropes uh which you know is kind of is kind of true and that moment when you realize what's happened is very very impactful like especially some of the sound effects you know the foley artist on this uh on this film has been going crazy he's bought a lot of cooked meats yeah, and he's been slicing like, uh, cooked meats like in his kitchen scissors ripe peaches and pears the juicy ones yeah, yeah. The cleaver <laughs> oh, drinking. Yeah. i recently saw i recently saw a, a video i think it's on tiktok of somebody fast asleep and somebody's put like a, a cooked sausage in their fly and then woken them up as they're like cutting it off with scissors. So like, <laughs> so, so like the guy goes, "You fuck no, please no no." Earlier, uh, so watch this film. Not last night, the night before. Early that night, that evening for dinner, we had sausages and mash. And as I was cutting into my second sausage, I, I slipped. My sausage went flying across the room. I shouted, "Oh no, my sausage!" And then Alaska grabbed it within seconds and chucked and swallowed it down is this legit like, yeah 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 and then later Before, on that night yeah we watched wow. the film yeah life imitates art okay uh yeah. there we go but that is what would happen you know i know we'll get to that scene but yeah. pretty sure if that happened to me in the same room as dennis he that's my dog he <laughs> not my boyfriend i keep saying that he would he'd be on it and he'd eat it straight oh, my it'd dog. only be a little more. It'd only be a tiny morsel, obviously. Don't worry about it. <laughs> my, to... my dogs would not, listen, would not listen at all. Like, if it was about not eating something. Actually, no, one of them, you might have a chance if you said no. But, like, the other one, we were cooking the other day and we dropped some... Ricky, in particular, we... we were, I forget what it was we were cooking, but something fell off the pan that was... Going, and it was scorching hot. Like, burn your mouth hot. And we were like, no... No, no, and he's still coming up to this whatever this incredibly hot thing on the floor was, and was like, "I mean, it's, re- it's really hot. It. I'll try now." Oh, and it's still really hot. Me with pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burn the roof of your mouth. Ah, oh, chipolata. Chipolata should be called micro sausages. <laughs> yeah, it just makes so much sense. It does. Chipolata. Something. Or big sausages should be called chipolatas. Chipolatas. Oh. Yeah. Wow. There we go. <laughs> Get into it. Um, uh, so yeah, she yeah so he's been, off. yeah, he's been kendalled. He goes bloody hell and falls into the water. So yeah, I wasn't completely sold that he was dead at this point, but he's well, dead. Well, I was right? thinking about that. Like if you if you get your penis locked, 
bitten off. Uh, the amount of blood loss, I think you would, especially when there's cat points. Correct. There. Well, most of the blood would be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's going to be high. It's like going to be a, it's going to be high pressured situation. And plus, also, he is quite far from home. There's water to swim through, and his his weight distribution's different, and so he can't swim properly he's, anymore. Yeah, he's rudderless so and what, going in circles. Rudderless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think I think quite good. Like Dawn, die from that. Dawn's um, reaction to this, obviously, the first time her toothed vagina has bitten off a penis, her reaction to this is is pretty believable. You know, she's in absolute shock and she can't quite work out what's happening. She can't stand. She can't breathe. Mm. It's a it's a good performance, and um, but obviously, then she eventually does go home and she thinks, you know what, I'm just gonna get on with my life. Yeah, I'm just gonna go, go to, to the police. We'll get to the police. Well, she's she's almost struggling with. Bearing in mind, think of the larger themes. She's been the victim of a sexual assault, and her next thing is that she's presenting at the abstinence club next day, and she feels an incredible guilt for this. That she is in somehow, um, she is somehow unpure. And sorry, we we've missed this point. I think at this point they've already had the moment in science class where they've studied the the penis at school. But they're when they turn the page to the teacher can't even say vagina, but they turn over and there's the big gold sticker over it, and that's been sent. The teacher can't way. even can't. say vagina. Grow up, the, mate. Um, Grow the, up, mate. Um, the 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 uh, 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 lady not penis. Um, I thought you were still yeah. trying to say it. Then I was like, no, I was in trouble. I was, as him. I was being him. Was You're being him. Flawless um, execution. Yeah, I mean it's odd, isn't it? But I guess it's it's the 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 even even I'm struggling now. The the balance of the way to some of these things are sort of perceived, you know, and just the way that some that male sexuality often is believed as being like this thing, which is you know, it's your you know, men are supposed to like go out there and be promiscuous and have all these sexual partners and stuff, and you know, almost are perceived by society as being something of like what a great what a great guy he's a legend he is um but obviously if women were to do essentially exactly the same thing act in the same way a lot of society connotations are that person's a slut a whore and all these all these negative sort of connotations that surround that um and i guess it's just being represented in the um in the education of of yeah. these people as well see that it's making it it's so ingrained in society you know from it's sure it's an extreme version of that but it's so ingrained in society that those problems start at the curriculum yeah. just and let everyone could, have a look at that drawing you could argue again that these are things that you can say the metaphors are on the nose or heavy-handed but sometimes it feels like taking a more delicate touch on these things the message is just not received by such a broad by a broad audience um so you know what sometimes do an extreme message it's fine i think also, take your message to 11 yeah and also when obviously at this promise meeting she meets her classmate ryan who was in class earlier and he was the one who said volva out loud i thought he was the same guy as toby and uh, they picked <laughs> people that look awfully similar they look incredibly similar. They look like uh, what's his name? Wes Borland from from Limp Biscuit, without the makeup. Uh, get a picture of Wes Borland up now and tell me that's not the classmate Ryan. 
Unbelievable. And they both look a lot like cool, cool neighbor Greg from um, from It Follows as well. Another great companion piece to this film. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, after after this happened, what she says to Ryan, she says, Oh, did you drive here? Because they're at a dance or something, aren't they? And he goes, oh, can, you yeah, drop me they... can you drop me off at home? Yeah, they're right. So they go to there's been another speech from Abstinence Club, and again the indoctrinated kids who were going no way and she's like oh i can't um i can't speak to you anymore because and again that's what i'm saying that the guilt that she feels having been the victim of an assault she feels like she is now in some way un- unclean or unpure i know she also is feeling guilty for having bitten his willy off but again again like in terms of real words, real world sexual assaults, like a lot of the times victims are, they blame themselves, they feel like they've done something wrong or that they feel guilty and dirty and all these different things afterwards. Um, so yeah, this in terms of a, in terms of a narrative, definitely made sense. And the teacher comes and takes over the speech after she, you know, um, says that she's not allowed to speak to them. And all of the, like the chorus of kids have got like a, special shaming phrase that they've that they've rehearsed that you know some some scripture or something like that like oh unclean and the temptation of the sun whatever um so she's she's off and then she's at a big rave up like school disco and then she gets the identical looking friend to drive her home he that was really funny her. by the way that really made me laugh where it cuts to the school disco and it's like crazy classical music playing and kids in the in yeah. promised uniforms are like bouncing around. Yeah, like, to like a violin rave. Yeah. yeah. That was going to yeah. I would like to. It's, yeah. it's, it's super surreal in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, violin rave. Um, this chap asks her on a date. He said, Oh, do you want to come on a date with me? She says, Nah. Um, she says, No thanks. He drives away, then kind of gets this entitled rage. And he's like, Well, actually, no. I am going to demand you go out of me. He knocks on the door and then Edgelord Brother thumps him. Yeah. 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 Punches him in the. Yeah. Even this is a bit odd and unbelievable. And the Edgelord Brother, he kind of goes, if you want more of that, then come back here for me. I'll tell you what, you want a bunch of fives? Got loads of them. Give you a knuckle sandwich, mate. Yeah. Come round for tea, mate. Knuckle. What you got on the menu? Yeah. Knuckle sandwiches. Knuckle sandwiches all day long. And then you can have a look at you can have a touch of my sideburns slash sideboards. Yeah, tell you nice what, I'll tell you what, you know, a knuckle sandwiches. You want to smell the cheese on that? You know, punch them <laughs> in the face again. <laughs> smell the cheese, you idiot. What's this there on your chest? There, what's that? Whoa, hey, look at that. Have another one. I'll tell, tell you what, I'll tell you what, though. I do want to give you some serious advice. You know, if your hand's bigger than your face, you've got cancer. <laughs> oh, man, you pushed him. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's he's given him a right thumping. <laughs> oh, yeah, amazing. so he's 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 thumped him up. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and um, then what? Dawn goes Dawn... back. She goes out on a bike. Um, she goes out on her bike and fight and goes back to see what's happened. Um, there is no. Oh, do we see? I forget which order this is. We do perhaps see Toby getting yanked out the river by the by the polis at some point. Yeah, that's a moment. I think that's after this bit. So I think initially, so she obviously goes back to the swimming hole, goes back to the cave. Uh, don't really know what she's looking for. The crab just but... benching his dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> little crab just benching it. Oh, what are you doing there, little crab? Personal best. <laughs> PB. PB. PB smashed. <laughs> yeah. oh, don't look like you lift it. Don't look like you lift it much. Looks terrible. So yeah, obviously get a shot of a crab fondling, nipping at a little severed penis, which is enough to send anyone off the edge. But uh, she screams, Dawn screams, and then seconds later we see a sort of uh, Mount Doom uh, dropping of a ring off of a cliff into the water. Uh, she'll have had a gutsful. If anything's showing me that I'm not pure anymore, it's that severed knob and then we get what it's do we get crab next? lifting like, this thing the gynecologist scene no so i think after that we get a, a, a googling scene of her oh, yeah. researching vagina dentata um and no one has ever <laughs> screamed while they're scrolling as much as this what's that little statue that looks interesting scrolls down a bit it's got safeware <laughs> now does this is this after the the gynecologist has said vagina dentata at the moment has she just oh, okay. has she just soaked the sticker off the book and had a look and gone i mean you've got to get a little mirror down there and yeah you got to she get... can't 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 look at the book and yeah but you got to get a little mirror down there. i'd some be testing kind of it. i'd be te- some kind of lectin to put your book i'd be on. testing it seeing if it was like uh what what's that what's the plant called that eats things why can't i think of that like an audrey too like a venus flytrap venus flytrap i'd start testing it i'd be like right does it just bite knobs off or if i en- put any put any old thing in, a bread- in there get a nice <laughs> get, a, get a nice bread stick some nice grassini nice they're irresistible you can't it had to be a king size <laughs> um yeah you'd, uh, you'd have to be testing it but no i think wesker wesker uses breadsticks yeah yeah he, cho- he chooses breadsticks yeah uh, so yeah, she goes to, the, goes to the gynecologist. How can we describe this gynecologist? First of all, he looks like one of the guys from Impractical Jokers. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, is, is this an Impractical Jokers scene? Is this, haha, do you want to be funny? An Impractical joke. Work as a gynecologist. Work as a gynecologist, yeah, yeah. I'm pretending to spit you. Yeah, yeah, pretending to spit you. I can't do that. Go on. <laughs> so this is the thing. I... I have never had a vaginal exam. I've never claimed to have one. Have you not? Oh, so um, <laughs> I don't know if, you know, he's, for me as an outside observer, he seems to be doing it wrong and a bit rough. Well, I've, I mean, he, he does like a, a flex test, doesn't he? Is that normal? That, that's, that's not normal. Stress I think, test. No. Stress test. Um, also, if it's your first vaginal exam, I think most of the time, you, I mean, you definitely would want it to be a woman and i don't know what the rules are i don't know I'm, i know there are male gynecologists I but certainly think you would have a chaperone in the room you would have a, a second medical professional yeah. Yeah. to oversee that oversee kind of thing scenario yeah because he seems a bit like uh i don't know there's something he's not particularly sinister but there's definitely something a bit inappropriate about him isn't there and he seems a bit like Almost like jovial in a way, where he's a bit like, like a bit of a cowboy, isn't he? He's like, oh, I'm an L. Yeah, because uh, the first thing he says when he comes in is like, can't read this. What's your name? Dawn O'Keefe. All right, then. What's the problem? And yeah. then he's like, scoot forward, scoot forward. I mean, that must forward. be his like seventeenth uh, exam that morning. Like he's, oh, he's got probably a, he's sick got a, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Next, he's like a ticket assistant, like a dentist. Yeah. So yeah, he's he, a bit he, like. Uh, he, 
uh, yeah, a bit. I'm not saying a bit cold in a way, a bit cold. cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It does look quite cold as well. But like he's like uh, telling it to scoot closer. no, closer, closer, closer. Feel like that, Andy. <laughs> Just like uh, back yeah. in a truck. I'll tell you when. Keep coming. Yeah. Come in. <laughs> Come in. Oh, whoa, 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 a part of a gynecological exam can't be let's see how many fingers I could put in there. Um, that seems like he's doing something for his own twisted pleasure, and I pre- pretty much I, every I, male... I feel that I feel that was uh just for the film's purposes of um, okay, uh, getting yeah. some fingers in there to be chopped off, but um, I, I know yeah. you mean like it, it, it's not normal, surely. I mean, I, I've never done it so. Um, no, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not normal. And this it was is where we're this... really let down by the fact that uh, you know having again, a guest. Do you want to invite someone on to tell us if they so tell us <laughs> tell us what your exams are like? <laughs> yeah. If you, uh, if, you, and if, yeah. you if, any, if any listeners want to share experience of their exams, we won't read your name out. It's fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this. I mean, that could be that could open the right kind of worms. Podcast hosts ask for, for gynecological exam pretty sure Howard experiences. Stern has asked that or oh, he's done something very similar yeah we're not Howard Stern no uh, but but yeah so, you know so what he says, this guy is like he's 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 waggling about in there and um, he says what have you put in here doesn't he yeah yeah mm. I mean it's, I mean yeah you'd assume that before teeth you'd assume hot, hot wheels car before yeah, Keith. but Ryan Dunstall, <laughs> Hot Wheels car, or maybe one of those little things that you get for getting pickled onions out of a out of a jar, or pickled onion grabber. How cool that is! <laughs> like oh. the little tongue things. Yeah, it? you get these little things. You press a button, and they're like a little claw, like yeah. a claw game, it got, opens you, up, and you can get your pickled onions. You got, out. you got to click them once or twice, little test clicks before you do yeah. it. Click, click, click. Oh. Luke, you haven't got one. I tell you what, change your life. Use some of the Patreon money. Get yourself one. Yeah. Get yourself a lovely tongue. Pickle bunny, pickle bunny, uh, grabber. So yeah, when he's got all the fingers in there, she. This is the second vagina dentata uh, kill. Well, it's not kill actually. No, he's all right. Yeah, this he's chopped off bit, four. Though, he's just poorly. He's trying <laughs> swinging around. It's like if a, a yeah. dog's like latched onto someone's hand or something, yeah. and they're just trying to throw it off. She's screaming, trying to kick him off. Like twisting over, the music's at full blast. I was honestly laughing my head off at this bit. Yeah, this bit's great. This is where it really picks up the comedy chops. And then he's he's gobbed out. He's lost four fingers in this one. Thankfully, yeah. still got a thumb. Um, but and he's just lying on the floor screaming, "Vagina Dentata, it's real. It's the legend is real. <laughs> the legend is real. Like like that's been in his head every day as a gynecologist. Uh, every yeah. time he puts any if his it, hand near it, a if vagina, he, if he did think it was even a myth, wouldn't there be a bit of a a part of him that like wouldn't dare to be so casually sticking his fingers up? Yeah, you yeah. think you would have? You think you would be always being careful of that, or have a just metal look, hand like Doctor No? Like, yeah, just. Well, Carefully edging closer. Maybe that's what happened to him. He, he, well. he went on to become Doctor No. His yeah. metal hands. Yeah. Um. So she runs away at this point. I think. 
Yeah, she runs away. At this point, I think we see that Toby's been fished out of the of the swimming hole. Um, and this is where she does some research on vagina dentata. But then she gets home mm. and her mom is a mom has collapsed on the bathroom floor. Her brother's too busy having anal sex to listen. Like literally, like you can with see. the door open. Yeah, yeah. Like imagine she died and that was her final the final thing she'd seen. She's like trying oh. with a last breath to ask for help. And then her son's, I don't know, yeah. doing her up the bum. <laughs> <laughs> you would think the girlfriend, though, who is a fairly normal person, would yeah. be like, uh, maybe no bum sex now. Your mom appears to be dead, like <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> maybe. Mm. Maybe no bum sex. Oh, yeah. The, obviously, the moment when she's going home as well, there's like police, looks like police are flagging her down, but then. Oh yeah, different... and they're like, get out of the way, <laughs> pull over, pull over. over, get the fuck out of the way. Like, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I'm like, arrested. After her. Yeah. And I think that's the bit when we see the body being brought up. Um, we obviously, what did he die of? Blood loss, shock. Uh, no, and no. We see there's a bit of a. We have a couple of hospital scenes throughout the rest of the film. One, one of the coroners is found like what he describes as like a lamprey tooth in the, the stump of of yeah. old of old Tobe's business. So yeah, it's like one of those little cookie cutter sharks got like big pikey teeth. And then we also see the 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 gynecologist at some point uh, a little cutaway getting his fingers reattached. And it's like, do you want to tell us what happened? Like, no, he doesn't want to. Oh bloody hell that big knife I was using to cut up a courgette slipped the knife slipped and I was using so much force I cut off all four of my fingers. Either I was doing like a test your might and I went for a material that's and I karate chops and it just it chopped my fingers off. I was doing an impractical joke for <laughs> the TV show Impractical Jokers, you might have read of it. Um yeah, and it's just it just went wrong. Just went Stop my hand in a Resident Evil laser corridor. <laughs> What could you say? Oh, vagina did it. A oh, what? Ban- yeah, Bansaw. I was being silly in tech Bansaw's class. Bansaw's good, yeah. Bansaw, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was being silly yeah. in tech. Didn't take yeah. that. Didn't take. I didn't read the cartoon rules about what orders I should follow. I had my fingers off. So the mom is poorly. Um, she's at the hospital. They, they meet back up at the hospital um, and does is this the point where Dawn goes to? She's got nothing. She's got no one to go to. She's been sent home from the hospital. The mom is ill in hospital, yeah, and yeah. Dawn goes to see the other boy from school because she has nowhere else to go really, and she's worried that she's a murderer. What's yeah. a good thing to do is if you're worried that you're a murderer, um, go and see someone who looks exactly the same as the person you've just murdered because it will definitely get your head out of the clouds and you know make you focus on the, the matter at hand. Uh, so she goes to see Wes Borland, Mark II. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was thinking he looks a lot like Patrick Fugit. I thought it might have been Patrick Fugit a couple of times. But it's, but it's not Hale... another guy. No, no, no. That's the other guy. What's his name? Ryan. Ashley Springer. He does look a bit like a Springer, Springer Spaniel. Um, So, and again, like bloody hell, man, every young man in this uh, film only got one thing on their mind. So she has a bath. Um, He comes in and goes, oh, don't worry, I'm not looking. Uh, I have a lovely sedative. I've got um, some lovely medicine that mum takes to to roofing you up. 
but rather than like it being him generally caring about her and wanting her to relax and you know try and help her it's just so he can take advantage yeah get yeah. Get, get get naked at first, um, I just thought, you know, when I, I hadn't seen this one for years, and for a moment, I thought, oh, is this going to be the nice person? Because uh, I know that she does successfully yeah. have sex at some point, but then as soon as the as soon yeah. as the sedatives come out, you get so which, which finger general on the end of his finger? <laughs> oh God! But it's weird because obviously at this point the teeth don't hurt him because she's relaxed, she's consent. It's, it's a weird one because she is consenting verbally, of course, mm. but. Because she's in, because she's been sedated in a way, it still is. Yeah, it still is a sexual assault. But the teeth don't engage because of that. Um, and if you do, and if you want confirmation that that this guy is a douche, then the following morning he goes for round two. And it's like they're, they it's like they've, they've they've fallen into a relationship at this point. Like they are just a, you know, it would appear if he doesn't, then fuck it by being a, an absolute doucher. In a in a film where it's interested in a happy ending, where he hadn't roofied her and then had got the consent, this could be the start of their relationship. But unfortunately, um, yeah, they they go to have another round and have sex again in the morning, and um, he's still got his ET vibrator finger on. Tempts her back in with that. I that's that's very strange, isn't it? Like, can you imagine like trying to tempt someone in with a, <laughs> trying to be sexy with an ET vibrator finger? In? You don't. What's that? You don't really fancy sex? Well, how about now? I'm well in the mood now. Jump on. ET ridiculous finger. I think that's the um, thing with some sex, some sex toys, isn't it? I mean, occasionally they they do look ridiculous, and you t- and you get taken out of the moment a little bit by like. What? <laughs> what I mean, is this? Has, has anyone truly mastered it? Is there a truly aesthetically enticing sex toy that doesn't just look like rubbery and gross? Do you know what I want? Uh, well, obviously, sex toys exist that are, are, are pretty realistic looking, but also, oh, they look like little, CGI a little, people though. <laughs> a little rabbit yeah. shape. I love a little rabbit shape. Right? Imagine a little rabbit's ears. Yeah, imagine them. Up your ass, mazing you, up your ass, you up. Imagine that. That sounds nice. That's so sexy, isn't it? No, I've never thought of that before. But imagine it. Ram. We'll call it rampant. We'll call it the rampant rabbit. Okay, that's all right then. Yeah, we did mention the thumper earlier on. So yeah. there you go. Those marketing yeah, guys, yeah. man. Cocaine yeah. has got so much to answer for. So he gets his phone <laughs> out whilst they're having sex, and um. Gets his flip phone whilst he's playing Snake, and uh, he gets a call from his mate, and he's like, "Yeah, she's there now, mate." You never guess what? No, yeah, yeah, she's there. As we speak, he says, "As, <laughs> as we, we speak. speak." So he's going, "Have you done it? Have you done the?" I mean, yeah. answering the phone in that scenario is it and ever acceptable? The phone in her face as well. Yeah, go on, say something. Like to be fair, this is a bold move because even if she didn't have, um. Uh, an adaptive mutation to defend herself from this kind of thing. Hmm. She'll beat fuck out of you. She's bigger than you. You're a little tiny. He's quite a small guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah. And then, but then she does. I guess for the first time, rather than seeing the the t- the teeth, the vagina, den- the vagina, the vagina dentata as is a, a, a mutation or as something to be scared of, she uses it as a weapon. Like she chooses. 
to yeah. use it in this moment. Let's use it in, in anger. <laughs> yeah. Flame uh, on. So... <laughs> yeah. Flame on. And she uh, bites his, his he, genitals off. He's a, Jesus, genitals. He, he, does a big, he does a big screech. He did this when they were having sex as well for a second. I was looking away from the screen. I was like, has a dog got in to this thing? She's like, <laughs> So at this point, like she's like almost like a, not an X Man, maybe like a Brotherhood of, of Mutants member. There is, a, there is a there is a whole there is a whole X Men. There is an X Men team to be built from horror yeah. films, mostly young girls, because you could do let the right one in. Um, so vampire, you could do yeah. Teeth, you could do Carrie, and then yeah, yeah. Um, Firestarter. Yeah. Teeth is actually a pretty oh, good yeah. name. I was thinking Wood Chipper would be Ch- the X-Men. Chipper. Yeah. So you got you got you got chipper, you got vampire, you've got um (laughs) Carrie, because like like Jean Grey, they just get a regular name. Garbage disposal. Yeah. Oh god. Lamprey. Garbage. Like Venus's are garbage. Um uh, so yeah, she she almost yeah, she takes she uses it to well, she uses it in anger and she uses it. She wants to bite the penis off and she bites the penis off. Uh, he calls his mum for help, doesn't he? He's yeah, He's yeah. got like a. He's a cool guy I and mean, lives in the garage. Isn't, calls isn't it weird though? Like, she's got teeth, but she doesn't eat it. Like, would it yeah. not consume it? I can't swallow it up, just where, dip it where off. Where would it go? Well, she's a mutant, I guess. Well, if it went up into your tummy, then it you have to. Poo it out your mouth, don't you? I don't know that's why. How, that's how logic works. Sure. Your, sy- your system's like a school corridor system. It's one way. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's it. If it's got, to, it's got to come out. Can't go, can't go up to your stomach and then back down. No, no, no. Yeah. Silly. No, no, that's no. where my dis. That's where my disbelief can be suspended no more. So the... just chop it, chop it off, and spit it back out. The next scene is Dawn's stepfather, who's had an absolute guts full of Brad. Goes into the room uh, and basically says, I want you out. Get the hell out. I'm sick of you. And obviously, I guess it's because her, his mum woke up and said, he was doing it up the bum again. And he's gone, right. <laughs> yeah. As, Get out. Know, just told him with her last breath. Said, oh, what What do you want to tell me? Well, you've still got a second left before you go. Any Any wisdom, any words that I'll remember? Did she die, the mum? Did she die? Yeah, yeah. Die? Uh, yeah what's her so, name? Because Don cries yeah. on her, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So maybe with her so last you... words before she left, she was like, "He was doing it again." Listen to Right. That's it. So Brad, oh, Brad. Everything about Brad, I hate. I hate the fact. I hate his shit tattoos. I hate his sideburns. I hate like just his little podgy bod. I think the reason I hate I hate his little podgy bod is because he thinks he's a fucking sex symbol, and that's why he annoys me. Yeah. Um. I'm just like, oh. His, tri- his tribal tattoos and his hair that's like, it's got like, looks like it's got like the, it looks like a, it's not shaved hair. He's like got a Velcro head. He's got a serious Velcro yeah, head. Like, it's, like, so, it's like someone who's got like, who does trim their hair really short, but is it is due for a haircut? Such a punchable face. He's exactly the kind of, if you were at a gig and someone was proper ramming into the back of you and you turn it'd around, be it'd be him. It'd 100% be him. You'd be like, oh fuck off, get in the you can go and get in the pit while we're still right in the back. And it's not yeah, it's not Ram it's not in the, in the pit. He's standing he's stand you standing back because you've got a drink and he's nudging into you. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Brad. You, you know what happens time. when you spill a drink, then we've talked about this while Luke was off. Yeah. 
you know what happens humiliation i saw another i saw another video on tiktok second tiktok video of the day a guy with a full pint notices that he's on tv behind somebody like that behind a reporter or something he stops he waves and immediately as he waves someone nudges into him and his whole pint like goes all over his face (laughs) humiliated on tv oh Um, very good just the description the video now cannot be as funny as just the imagination of yeah it was good it's good stuff i'll find that i'll find that that so good i'll find that one for you oh please do so yeah brad sets the dog the the dog which is called mother right yeah there's so so many um you know underlying themes and these things about like repressed repressed Mm. sexuality and like uh freudian bits and bobs what's the what's the greek guy luke's completely vanished and all i could see then was uh, (laughs) it's the impractical joker it's the impractical joker doing an examination (laughs) there he is uh so yeah sets the dog on his dad um and then what happens yeah, he gets the he gets the dad to attack and basically says, "Ah, it is I that I'm throwing you out of the house." Um, so the dad convinces him to let him back up, and he leaves. The girlfriend, proving to be a normal person, comes with the dad back to the hospital. Dawn yeah. arrives at the hospital. The mom has died. She lies on her and is very upset, obviously. And then this is the time she takes everything that she has learned and actually weaponizes this against yeah she puts on her x-men costume um which she goes a bit, bit of eyeliner yeah bit of eyeliner yeah. and then goes to see brad um and then says oh because he i think he explains in the row of the dad that the thing that he's made him real cross is that he has made this guy you know, that the, them getting together and becoming a family has made this girl who he's fancied since he was six his sister and he will he will never forgive that yeah and i think he tells the girlfriend about the bite as well if he shows her the scar oh yeah he shows her the poorly she she bit she bit me but it wasn't her mouth that bit it and rather than she go what was it then she just goes (laughs) all right (laughs) yeah well that's weird that's weird very strange um yeah so obviously a lot of a lot of mad fucked up people involved in this scenario uh and dawn decides to go and get final revenge on brad uh, with the thing once and for teach all him a lesson with the thing he, he like wants the most he wants the, that's why he's the way he is because he's got this repressed sexual attraction for by all intents and purposes is his sister yeah and um, she goes on to him and actually after all his bravado and him having several conversations where he's like yeah, you want some of this then, do you? Um, now he's a little bit hesitant. He's like, oh, this is weird. Um, yeah. And I think he makes his attempt to do his usual trick and have anal sex there. And she goes, nah, uh, uh, regular, please. And he's like, regular. oh. Um, and I think this is, this is, you know, a flipping. There's probably some great symbolism in here that I'm not qualified to speak about, but there is a flipping of the thing. He goes to... Um, have sex with her from behind and she kind of takes that power every other situation she's been in a man has been on top of her and then with the sex with the you know the other guy when it happened last time that's the first time that she was on top of that situation when she made that choice to engage deep and now that's good she gets on top of her stepbrother here obviously she directly 
knows what she's going to do and uh, bites his bites his old tackle off and then gobs it out onto the floor. Yeah. <laughs> bites his old tackle off. So his reaction to it is the weirdest, I think. Everyone else is in like agony and pain and screaming. He's like kind of just confused. <laughs> what the, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Not me bloody willy. Not me winkle. Uh, it's Pierce as well. Got uh, Prince... Prince Albert. Albert. Yeah. Got, Prince, Prince. Got, got Prince Albert in there, which is got a big Prince hazard. Philip, I always said. Got a, got a bit, bit of a hazard for what's about to happen, though. A bit of a choking hazard. Yeah, the dog gets yeah. out. And I think he says, get her, mother, doesn't he? He says, get her. Um, yeah. And the dog says, uh, no thanks, there's food on the floor here. And as you've seen, you've trained me with delicious meaty treats. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, I want to eat this little maggot on the floor. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah. Gobbles and, it, uh, puts it in his mouth, and he screams, it. Straight down, straight down. Not only does he eat it, mm. he chews it right up. Yeah, chews it right up. No chews, sewing chews that back on. Proper champs, it, proper champ, champs it up. Spits out the end with the with the piercing in back in though. So we haven't got to worry about you can the have that bit if you want. Pop that bit <laughs> on the end. <laughs> Put pop that bit back, Stumpy. Stumpy, <laughs> Stumpy. <laughs> um, uh, and then Dawn escapes on her bike. Escapes on a bike, but she gets a puncture, so she starts hitchhiking, and that's when she gets a lift from an old fella. Gummy old man. A gummy old man who's in the background of your video. Jesus. Kojak slash yeah. uh, Ben Kingsley in Sexy Beast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then she wakes up after falling asleep. They're at a gas station, and... He keeps locking the door. She's trying to get out. He keeps and locking he... the door, and then he's... It's horrible. He's making a gummy noise. He's yeah. He's making a gummy yeah. noise to indicate. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe he just can't speak this Magoo-looking motherfucker. He, maybe he can't talk. But um, but it, it's it's clearly indicated because he keeps sort of glancing downwards, saying, "You're gonna give us a gobby then for giving you a lift." The language <laughs> of the the language of the road. Um, the language of the road. We all and, speak the and, language of the road. And then at first, she's obviously disgusted, but then she has a quick look to camera, remembers, and, and says, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've got teeth inside my." I've got, I'm, a, I'm an X. I'm an X now. So and I got it in my mouth. So you know, so it doesn't matter well. whichever way round. I can just. This is all a test. This guy is actually Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> he does look a bit like Professor X, and he's sitting down. He's creating um, this in his mind. She wakes yeah. up. Um, you can join the X Men. Cerebro Dentata. He's got. <laughs> Cerebro Dentata. <laughs> Tooth in your head. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. We don't see what Just... happens to the old fella. The old fella's oh. old fella. Were you half but, expecting um... like to hear a scream? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Oh no, me old codger, codger, an old codger's todger. <laughs> the, the codger todger smashed off. Um, yeah, little elderly man's winkle picked. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess so begins her life on the road, biting people's biting dicks, dicks off, off. <laughs> <laughs> biting dicks off until society at large learns to be more careful. <laughs> yeah. Not to, be quite, collects, not to be quite, not to be quite. Makes a, a meaty necklace, walks around with all these 
penises just so people know not to fuck with her. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Uh, there we go, that's yeah, that. And then okay. there's an end, end credit song as well. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> what are the lyrics? <laughs> you, sent, uh, you sent us a screenshot of this. I watched it a couple of times because I just couldn't. The, the lyrics are just so good to the end credit song. Who put the bump in the bump shooby dooby bump? Who put the ram in the ram and lang a ding dong? You did. <laughs> both are good questions. Okay. <laughs> both, are, both are really important. If you want to grow as a society, we need to answer these core questions. <laughs> Who put the bump in the bump shooby dooby bump? And who put the ram in the ram and the ding dong? <laughs> the who nature of those lyrics would, in, would indicate that it's someone who is both bump and ram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who put the ram in the ram and the ding dong? Who put the bump in the bump shooby dooby bump? Uh, right. So I've got some. Na- well, actually, no, I've got something a little bit different. I've All got right. teeth game for you. The teeth game. You'll, the you'll, teeth. Pick, you'll pick it up pretty quick. Uh, so this first one, uh, the logline, instead of stranger to her own body, a high school student discovers she has a physical advantage that helps her defend herself from wet willies. So what kind of teeth has she got? Ear teeth. Ear, Ear teeth. teeth. Yeah, well done. Uh, this next one, instead of stranger or to her own teeth. body. Or vagina teeth. Yeah. A high school student discovers she has a physical advantage that helps her, helps defend herself from giving into the temptation of picking her nose. Nose teeth. Nostril teeth, but I'll take it. Nasal teeth. <laughs> Nasal venta- dentata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one. Still a stranger to her own body, a high school student discovers she has a physical advantage that helps her to ingest food. Mouth teeth. Mouth teeth, if you can imagine such a thing. Or tummy teeth, if you Ex- want a second extra, round. Extra layers. Extra like layers, a sarlacc. Shark. <laughs> Egg teeth. Throat teeth. That's all I've got. If you guys want to throw any more in. Uh, let me put it on the spot. Have you got any on the top of your dome? Head you, I, I thought no, that's pretty disgusting. Actually, I can't say that one. Um, <laughs> I think that's all the orifices. I mean, there is one more. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is disgusting. I'm gonna re- regret it. Just okay, it anyway. <laughs> name game, name game. Um, What's the log line again? Still a stranger to her own body. Still a stranger to her own body. Um, a high school student discovers she has a physical advantage when she comes to the object of male violence. She can <laughs> expel small puffs of air oh, God. from her area of... Probably I don't even much. want to say it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you see what we've done there, Ben? Is I think both Luke and I know the answer, but neither of us want to say that. But actually, no. No one should say it. No, well, no, no one should say must, it. We must say it because by not saying it, you're no better than those people putting the stars over over, oh, the, over the female genitalia. I can only apologise. I can imagine the scene where she she's, you know, let out the air and she goes to like a confession booth and she goes, forgive me, Father. But I have wind. <laughs> no, I'm very sorry. It, uh, unfortunately, when I was thinking of words that rhymed with teeth, for some reason, queef was the first one. Yeah, I, thought queef of, I, was apologize. I, apolo- I apologize for that. And, you know, maybe that just says something about my mental state. But also, vaginas were front and center in this movie. So you can't uh, blame yeah. me for being for no, being crude. I, I think in many part of me ways, for being crude, it was not me. It was my it was food. Not, no, it's probably. Speaking like of down below. Those, though, I, I, I can do 
two for you then off the top of the dome. Only if we can use that rhyming convention. So still stranger to her own body, um, a young girl finds that an adaptation allows her to protect herself from male violence. Um, because lots of um, cow products uh, in a, inside a genitalia, genitalia. Cow products? Beef. Yeah, yeah beef. Ah, um, beef. <laughs> beef. And finally, I, I could have said the bully from Galaxy High. He's also called Beef. Um, uh, and then finally, uh, still a stranger to her own body, um, a young girl finds a way to protect herself from male violence by leaving things to people in a will but kind of in an an archaic style maybe leaving yeah bequeath that's kind of the first one okay i got one more um still a stranger to her own body a high school student discovers she has a physical advantage when she comes to the object of male violence um just turns out she's got a friend Who's really who, who defends her? Uh, is it Steve? And he's, and he's the guitar, and he's a, one of the guitarists from Rolling Stones. I think you said it. Steve, Keith, Keith, Keith. Keith. It's Keith. Keith. She just goes, get in here, Keith, and he goes, right. Where would you want me? Knock him out. Yeah, fuck it up. Okay. There we go. Uh, we need to rate the movie. Rate good or rate bad? Um. I, you know, I, I, I think I actually quite like this film. It's way better than I thought it was going to be. I had a lot of fun with certain scenes anyway, and the kind of ludicrousness of them. I'm going to give it uh, a seven point five out of B. A B. Yeah. A B. Not a B minus. Uh, yeah. Okay. B minus. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Ben. You've <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> what are you saying, um, Ben? Yeah, I think a B minus is fair. I was going to go for a C plus originally, but now we've discussed it. You know, all of the uh, the thematic stuff that runs through it. Like I've I've read some reviews, and some people say it's heavy handed or disrespectful or like um, just a bit crude. But I think you know, it kind of knows it's like those things because it's got that black comedy that makes everything kind of silly and kind of a bit like it's kind of terrifying, I guess, to one half of 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 uh, the, the species but at the same time it's like got a lot of um when it when it when it's described as being a, putting a fresh feminist spin on horror movie tropes yes kind of like taking women who are quite often in horror movies you know you've got final girls and uh when women are given those positions of like of power and kind of taking ownership of their own power and taking ownership of their own sexuality i think that has a does a lot for for sort of narratives and character arcs as well like it reminded me of i guess raw in a way reminded me a bit of that like yeah yeah um where somebody's a bit like kind of down and out but they kind of take ownership of of something that's quite terrifying and make it a part of them so yeah probably the way it's it's a fairly well made made well made film and funny in places it probably shouldn't be but also yeah, so I'll go for a B minus. All right, I will. I think join you on a B minus. I enjoyed this; it was fun. I think, and we missed talking about this on men, and someone pointed it out to us afterwards. Um, 
interesting a film that is positioned as you know a, a feminist take and those things again i just had a quick double check on the writing and directing credit male right you know writing oh, okay. and directed creative team so again even in this bit thing which very overtly looks at the empowerment of women and the messages it has about the guess the censoring of women's sexuality and so on it's still a male perspective on this at least largely in terms of who's credited i can't see who else the people had in the writing i guess and so on i guess in terms of having a female perspective on it then rule probably is a good example and even titane to a degree hmm. julia uh, how'd you say yeah. her name ducorcano so obviously a a female film filmmaker oh, um that's probably a good perspective yeah. So, I mean, we didn't like it's one of those things, right? So, yes, that's the case. I do still think there are messages that other people can draw out. And in this fact, they, they have. And in by and large, like quite a lighthearted, successful way. The reviews that say it's heavy handed again, perfectly true. Like, we joked about them watching the the metaphor channel and the 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 symbolism lecture that that's had one of the classes like, and in fact in the in the final scene when she sorts out the brother he's watching Medusa you know on the on on again on the symbolism channels that day when they when he's he's on for another marathon of it, so some of those messages are heavy handed but again sometimes you need a little bit more than than subtlety mm. and i think especially in the modern world we live in again and i as much as making fun like it is interesting the films we've chosen for this month piranha followed by the burning followed by this a good essay to be had out of this one ben hopefully the witch finder general finishes off this metaphor but i enjoyed this it was a it was a good fun watch and if you want your metaphors that don't take themselves too seriously and there's still some pretty credible practical horror effects in there as well um this is good you'll have a good laugh with this b minus but sorry ben you wanted to add something b minus is all around i wanted to add something i've forgotten already sorry (laughs) sorry i should Um, let you go (laughs) that's right uh yeah b minus is all around delicious okay so i'm boiling now is it Mm. getting hotter as it gets later that's bizarre. Um, so um, next week, Witchfinder General. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. You can become a patron. Yeah. I think there'll be a the bonus episode on there shortly. A trailer reaction for uh, Halloween ends. So be sure to check that out. You can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. You can join amazing patrons like Lane Spencer, John Crennan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Laura Kendrick, Scott Rigby, Ollie Child, Julia Bilgren, Leslie Carlo, and Pazuzu. Uh, thanks, Ty Houston, for the music. Thanks, ACAS, for hosting the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks to. I ben have and a um, I have a review. Do you want me to read it? We got one in. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Recent. Yeah, fairly recent. Like, uh, when did I message about it? Like, a week or so? A couple of weeks. Okay. End of June, 29th of June. So, um, Horror Hangout, new reviews. Uh, the review is titled Oi. Um, it's a five-star <laughs> review. That's the number oh, yeah. of stars that's required for, for us to read it out. Unfortunately, I don't make the rules. So I do have yeah. to just force them. <laughs> um, so, 
This is by Fleasout, uh, Apple Podcast, United States of America. Thanks, Fleasout. Um, they say, love this podcast. Been listening since the beginning. Coming from the other stories, you've kept many a work day from being boring, and you've all even inspired a couple of us to make our own horror slash bad movie podcast. Just want to say, thanks for all the wonderful content. You guys are great, and keep up. And then I clicked a clipped version. I haven't got the full one. This is a picture that I've taken, so I can't ask. I can't understand what they're asking us to keep up. I would hope they're saying good work. <laughs> um, you know, keep up with the Kardashians. Bye. They could, they, could all, they could also be saying that, but thank you. That was a lovely. Um, yeah, that was a lovely review. Lovely stuff. Thank you so, so much. And if uh, you would if like you... to say lovely things and have us read them out, um, drop us a review on your podcast app of choice if it's one that we look at and check. I'll read it out and I'll say thank you to you. Thank you and so please, much. Oh, we will keep up. Get in touch and tell up. us what your podcast is. We'll have a listen. Yeah, of course. Have Cross- a listen. And then mm. maybe, who knows, crossover. We love a good crossover. Ben will throw down a quiz challenge at a drop of a hat. You know. <laughs> Sometimes a hat doesn't even have to be dropped. I will throw down a quiz challenge. <laughs> you meet someone at the post office queue. Excuse me. What? what was the name of the actor in... 2002's 28 Days Later during this sequence. You don't know? Get out of my sight. <laughs> I'll take your place in the queue. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. And then so on until I'm at the front. Okay. That's that. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and thank you guys for being right horror dudes as always. Thank you both. That's nice fun. to have you back, Luke. I can, nice go, I can go to bed satisfied now that there is no Luke-shaped hole in my podcasting life. There we go. No one wants a Luke-shaped hole for right. Latif. Yeah. Right. I've got to let Alaska out. She's, I think she's about to pee on as well. Okay, go, go, go. <laughs> See you later. Bye. See you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.